in us When you're feeling down and out People laugh and make a fuss They don't know We can work things out If you know someone Who needs a helping hand Don't turn away How to put your head in the sand Say hey man Is there anything I can do Best in us When you're feeling down and out People laugh and make a fuss They don't know We can work things out If you know someone Who needs a helping hand Don't turn away How to put your head in the sand Say hey man Is there anything I can do This is The Risk Takers from Entrepreneurs Club Radio. H. Ross Perot grew up in Texas. Upon graduation from the Naval Academy, he went to work for IBM as a salesman. He was so good, his first year's quota was made in only two weeks. Then he started Electronic Data Systems and was turned down 77 times before getting his first contract. Talk about persistence. That's when stuff got a little dicey. In 1979, two of his EDS employees were imprisoned in Iran, and he couldn't get our government's help to get them released. So what did Ross do? He formed his own posse. He enlisted the help of Colonel Arthur Bull Simons, went to Iran, rescued them, and brought both back to America. Talk about character. But Mr. Perot wasn't finished yet. He sold EDS to General Motors and started Perot Systems in 1984, which he then sold to Dell for a cool $3.9 billion. H. Ross Perot, persistent, courageous, and an American entrepreneur. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it, you know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were a But I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, <laughs> David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks for traveling on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey. I'm, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Holy smokes, it's the Tuesday edition of the World Famous Chicky Jaguar Radio Program. Coast to coast, the border to border, we're going to get to a Halloween mystery author here in a few moments. ADH is going to be with us on the 10th That'll be our next segment. In this segment, we've got another great guest. We'll get to them here in a few moments there. Patiently awaiting us on the telephone. We'll get to them here in a few moments. Thanks for tuning in to the Jiggy Jaguar radio program from the KJAG Radio Studios in downtown Edgerton, Kansas. We are live as live here at Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 PM Mountain Standard. And of course, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn app, some radio loyalty. 
Our podcast is available at jiggyjaguar.info. Selected editions will appear on iHeartRadio and 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network, and our telephone number is 267-22-JIGGY. And the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast is brought to you by our fabulous, fabulous, fabulous friends over there at PayOPM. It's an online payment service that allows you to make and receive payments through different methods that go from bank transfers to payments made with credit cards and transfers made by settlements without the need of an offshore bank account. We count on ample international recognition and are recommended worldwide by numerous websites. This makes us leaders in the online secure payment market. Aside from offering various payment systems, we are able to decrease online fraud for which our services are very useful both sellers and buyers. We act as a third party in negotiations. And our mission is to receive, maintain, and then, once the terms of the agreement between buyer and seller have been completed, to deliver the funds included among the types of payments used by most of our clients appear general goods, domain names, automobiles, websites, intellectual property. Although we are also open to acting as a trustworthy third party in any type of online legal negotiation. In addition, we offer sellers the possibility of offering products and services through our websites with the method of secure online payment. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. We're going to go to the telephones. We've got a great guest on the line. I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Then we'll talk a little bit about why they're here. Go ahead and jump in there, my friend. Give us a brief introduction on yourself. Um, hello, my name is Lexa Mir, and I am actually an artist and photographer. I, I come out of Texas, but I transplant to New York and kind of go back and forth. Uh, depending on what kind of shows we do. And I just completed a show with exposure for the Louvre Museum in Paris. Wow. Uh, there were only there were only probably like three Americans representing in uh, Paris uh, this past week. So it was exciting. It was an exciting time to showcase some of your work at uh, one of the busiest museums in the country. How did you uh, how, how, how did you get involved in this business? Oh, my grandparents. Um, they... Uh, we've been in the arts for a long time. My uh, great-great-grandfather was actually a composer from Spain. Wow. And uh, his name was Leonardo. And my grandparents have been in the arts uh, for a long time. They were educators for Fuji and Kodak. And Holy they went smokes. around the country. Yeah, they went, they went all over the world really teaching people lighting and photography. And my grandmother was the first photographer inducted into the PP of A in the 50s, and she's, she's you know, of Latin descent, so this was a big deal back then, uh, making her pretty much the first female artist. But she wasn't inducted for her photography skills, ironically. She was brought in for her uh, painting skills. So a long time ago when you had uh, photographs, you know, you had to touch up negatives. You probably remember negatives. I remember oh, negatives. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, well, she actually, uh, if she couldn't correct your negatives by hand, you know, with a little paintbrush, she would actually paint the entire portrait. And that's how she won a lot of awards on that end. And then my grandfather is actually a master photographer. And he grew up, they both grew up in a small town. They became friends when they were 15. And um, it's funny how, you know, the good Lord works sometimes. He puts you in the right place at the right time with the right people. And um, out of that, they formed a partnership, and so she was always touching up the negatives, and he was shooting from a young age, and he 
had this attitude that it was never about uh, where you came from. It was about your work ethic and how hard you were willing to work for things in your life. And he became one of the top 40 photographers in the world. Holy smokes. Yeah, and, and there's only like three of the original craftsmen that are left living. Uh, he just took uh, the photographic award, uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award from Fuji two years ago, and he just received another one from Houston in Texas, making him the only person actually in the state of Texas to receive uh, the Lone Star Award. So wow. I feel like I've had a lot to live up to, you know? <laughs> Artistically, you carry on that legacy with you um, wherever you go. Now, uh, give, us, give us up to speed on what some of the projects you're working on and things of that nature and how people can get in touch with you, all that good stuff. I just completed a project. The last one I just finished was for the Rose. It is a breast cancer charity hospital. It's last of one of the, it is one of the last 1% charity hospitals in the country, and they treat um, women for breast and ovarian cancer for free. And they it, they service about half a million women a year, which is kind of amazing. I just did tel- I do television as well, so I just did a television show for them called Rock in the Rose, and it was kind of cool because we had all these amazing um, hot pink breast cancer cars that were custom done, um, and it was sponsored by NASCAR Formula One, uh, so that was pretty cool. And then I just finished this with Exposure. So the next one's on my agenda right now. I'm working with uh, an organization called ArtsBridge, and they provide art therapy for children living in homeless shelters and uh, that are coming out of, like, domestic violence situations or they may have PTSD depending on the trauma of what they're dealing with. So we go in and we teach. Uh, I try to commit to being there at least once a week, um, and teach them skills so where they actually get to be a kid for an hour because when they're in the shelters, they really don't have time to be children. Uh, And we have about 30 kids per class that we teach. And um, my next project that I'm really committing to is an organization called Feed to Place. It is a, uh, it's kind of part of, I don't know if you've ever heard of Grow Food Not Lawns. Okay, well, they're starting an education in this initiative called Recipe for Success, and it's really teaching uh, children the proper way to eat, but what they want to break down is all these chefs have gotten together, and they want to teach children uh, how to grow their own food in their neighborhood, so rather than grow your traditional lawn with shrubbery and greens and home, you know, plants to go buy at the garden, um, you actually begin growing food so that children from low-income families can always have food available to them. Uh, what we're seeing is that uh, there is a great demand. I mean, Texas, I, I'm not sure, but in Texas, we're, um, Houston Food Bank is supplying about 59 million meals a year, which is like a lot. It's, that's a lot of food. So we just want to make sure that we keep up with the demand and we don't want to just leave it in the South. We want to kind of take it nationwide so that children have the, the skills necessary um, to at least if they're in smaller communities, you know, start a garden and grow a garden and for the community to really step in and uh, support them in, in feeding them um, because we can't do it all. You know, it's it's a lot. So that's going to be the next television program that I'm working on. 
It's for Art for Charity. Well, well, tell us, tell us a little bit about your website, all these things, because we want to, we want to send you some traffic, my friend. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? All these different things. Tell us all about it. Okay, uh, my website is. You can contact me either way. It's charitynetworknews.com. Okay. Or you can contact me at leek, l-u-m-i-e-r-e dot com. Okay. Or my phone number is 646-481-0216. It's listed on my website. Okay. Well, good stuff. Well, I appreciate you being with us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting about your background and everything else. Really appreciated the time, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for being on with us. Thank you. Have a good day. Definitely. You too. Appreciate it. We're going to take a time out and come back with our next guest here. On a world famous cheeky check while you show somebody who actually has something to say rather than just what she did. I really don't know what that was, but we're uh, <laughs> taking time out. Be back with you. And the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast is brought to you by our fantastic friends over there at bit.ly slash session information. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-E-S-S-I-O-N-I-N-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N. Incredible place. Healing School Summer Session 2015 is taking place. This is going to be taking place July through September 2015. To attend the Healing School Summer Session, check out enterthehealingschool.org slash session. You can participate in the Healing School Summer Session. You can, uh, by praying for the session, you can give to the session, and you can attend the session. Check it out today, the Healing School in Ontario, Canada. Kindly pre-book, space is limited. Please do not embark on a journey without the confirmation of booking. Click on the registration link at enterthehealingschool.org slash session. And uh, also give them, a, give them a holler, 416-747-7979 if you want to get some more information. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide, an amazing, amazing Kickstarter campaign. Check out Kickstarter.com. There's a great campaign over there. It's Graham Scribbler Monthly Subscription. That's right. This comes from Clarissa Ryan. It is Graham Game Scribbler Monthly Subscription. Oh, yeah. It's a monthly subscription, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. What is Game Scribbler? Game Scribbler is a monthly subscription box, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. It is geared towards development on the Raspberry PI. So the programmer is not required to have a fancy computer or even an internet connection. Only a Raspberry Pi, which can be obtained for way less than $100. How does this work? Each month, the Scribbler will receive a game project workbook that outlines and details the code that is used to create a working game. Additionally, the project workbook will include many coding projects designed to teach basic coding concepts that are going to be used to develop the game. Along with a workbook will be an 
SD card with the with the project game files, art, music, sounds. In addition to the project files, the operating system and development environments will also be included and configured. So all the coder has to do is an PI, and they are ready to start programming the game. Lots of more information is available at Kickstarter.com. Search Game Scribble Monthly Subscription and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today, a Transmedia Worldwide. Check out Patrick's survival story. He's got an amazing story. Check it out at GiveForward.com slash fundraiser slash OFD9 slash help dash orphan dash injured dash in dash war dash com dash two dash America. Patrick's survival story is featured in his great book, Happily Broken, Discovering Happiness Through Pain and Suffering. It can be found on Amazon.com. Check it out today or go to GiveForward.com. Search Help Orphan Injured in War Come to America and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners of Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great Indiegogo campaign. We love Indiegogo. What's your IQ, the TV game show that gives back? What is your IQ, the TV show that gives back free scholarships? Dennis Brown with us today. Dennis Brown is a college professor raising $50,000 to make a pilot show for his exciting, highly entertaining new TV game show. What's your IQ? A major game show production company has informed me. Once the pilot is shot and edited, we can definitely get the show on the air and get advertisers for the show. While it may not be one of the big four networks, it could definitely be on a major cable slash satellite network. In this show, you will watch the brightest university and college student teams battle it out to answer IQ questions that major different types of intelligence, including important but little-known facts and thinking outside the box to solve tough problems with a sudden burst of brilliant insight that's not only very impressive, but highly entertaining. The goal of What's Your IQ is to help solve America's growing student loan crisis. By giving back all cash prizes on each show to the winning university or college in the form of free scholarship grants that will then be awarded to deserving students. Check it out today on Indiegogo.com. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com Search What's Your IQ, the TV game show that gives back. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome to the Racing to Success Minute with Nadine Lajoie. Stop procrastination and make things happen. This is one of the most problems that I meet when I have my coaching clients. A lot of people, they are not even taking action. Make things happen means, first... You need to see and decide what you want to do. Second, you are having a plan. Building a plan, building a strategy around that will help you realize more of your dreams. And third is taking action. Without action, without getting on this bike, without getting on the racetrack of a business, of real estate, or whatever goals you have, nothing will ever happen. So make things happen at NadineRacing.com. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Welcome back to our big podcast, Coast to Coast and Bona to Bona. 
on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. We've got 88 coming up here in a few moments. She's the author of A Halloween Mystery, and she'll be our guest here in just a few moments here on the World Famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Program. Thanks for joining us live as live can get from the KJAG Radio Studios in downtown Hutchins of Kansas. Our telephone number, 267-22-JIGGY. And uh, the Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast brought to you by our fabulous, fabulous friends. Yes, we've got some uh, interesting stuff going on today. But before we get to that, it's a great Kickstarter campaign. Check out kck.st slash L-Y-P-D-P-Y-9. Check them out today and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. We're going to get to 80H here in just a few moments. And uh, 80 is an amazing, amazing author. She's got a great book. It is out everywhere. It is called A Halloween Mystery. And uh, let's go to the telephones. 80, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm Fine, James. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Tell us a little bit about a Halloween mystery. That sounds exciting. Oh, it is. It's very exciting. It's a book that I just put together because I, uh, one of my favorite ho- my holidays is uh, Halloween, and um, I I really love to see all the <coughs> excuse me. I love to see all the children in their little costumes, and so it just. And it just, um, how can I say, it motivated me to write something about all these children. But uh, that, that's mainly it. We've got Go a uh, we've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live. Adh joins us. A Halloween mystery. Now uh, you're bilingual in English and Spanish, and I understand you write in both English and Spanish. Uh, tell us a little okay. bit about this. This this sounds so cool. Okay. And I, uh, yes, uh, I speak English, and I do speak Spanish. My writing in Spanish is not all that great, but I do, I do write it. And um, I um, actually, I wrote a song in Spanish, which just came to me in about ten minutes, you know, and which was very strange because my uh, writing in Spanish is not all that great, but it. I wrote it down, and I'm hoping to get it published one day. ADH with us today, joining us live on the telephone, talking about a Halloween mystery. How do you feel having your first book published? Oh, I'm ecstatic. I am so happy. It's, it's a dream come true. I've been waiting so long to have this happen to me. It's just beautiful. I can't explain all the mixed feelings I have in there. It's just awesome. We've got a uh, great guest with us today joining us on the telephone talking about uh, her incredible, incredible book, A Halloween Mystery. How long have you been writing? I've been writing for 30 years. I write little poems. I main, Mainly I write little poems, but I do have a couple of stories that I've written for my grandchildren and my children. And um, I'm hoping that I'll get those published sometime. We've got ADH joining us today. Halloween Mysteries, the latest from her. Fantastic, fantastic guest. 30 years is a long time. Why haven't you published your work before this? Well, due to I have six children. And due to family uh, problems, you know, uh, 
there was a lot of, uh, I would, financial problems. I had a lot of financial problems because uh, my husband uh, passed away at an early age, and I was left to raise six children by myself. So I, for them, you know, for my children going to school and, uh, well, it, it was very difficult at, at times. But we made it. We've got ADH joining us today on the telephone. Fantastic, fantastic guest. Where do you get your inspiration from? Okay, you know, that that is really something. My inspiration comes from looking at people, observing people, just admiring all the beauty that there is. And um, a lot of it just comes in my dreams. ADH with us today. She joins us live on the telephone. Halloween Mystery is the latest from her. Um, what do you want readers to take away from your writing? What, what do I want readers to what? What do you want readers to take away from your writing? Okay. Well, I would for the readers to really read what I wrote because it's... It, uh, something so beautiful that was in me at the time that but also that for the for the smaller children now I want them to be able to be imaginative creative it just uh, well you know to have their own little uh, maybe they can at one point become a writer Eddie H with us today a Halloween mystery is the latest from her. Why a Halloween story? Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. And I just love to see all the children running around so happy with all their little different costumes. It, it just it makes my heart swell to see all these little children just having such fun. And it... Um, it just inspired me because I, I, I like to tell little stories about Halloween. I even wrote one for uh, people who are older, people who are on Medicare, which I thought was really funny. So, if you have time, I'll read it to you for the one of Medicare. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Go ahead and read that to us. Okay. All right. This is really cute. There's a knock, knock, knocking at my door. Glory me, who can it be? Why, it's the children who live down the street, dressed in their Halloween costumes, and they have come here to say trick-or-treat. How silly and funny they look, just like the pictures from a book, with a bag full of candies in their hand. Some even say, thank you, ma'am. Yelling and shouting, they go running down the street to another house that they do meet. I look and I smile. Then I shout, wait, wait, wait for me. Just because I have arthritis on my knee doesn't mean I can't join thee. I'll just put on the sheet over my head to be a ghost, just like the walking dead. I'm running and laughing and having such fun. There's ghosts and goblins everywhere. By golly, I'm glad I have Medicare. <laughs> Wasn't that cute? Yes, indeed. We've got Addie H. with us today. A Halloween mystery is the latest from her, 34 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us here on the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. It's quite unique to include questions and answers in a children's book. Why did you include this page in your book? Well, 
because I wanted them to be able to think. And the reason I wrote such a short story was to be able to keep their attention span. Because, you know, children are very smart. Sometimes when they see a larger book, uh, they get fidgety and don't want to sit. This one here was just long enough for them to sit there and then to try to figure out what, uh, what questions I put on the back and to see if they could figure it out. But no matter what answer they give, each answer is correct because they're using their imagination, which is what I want them to do. I want them to imagine and be creative. Addie H. with us today. She joins us here on the broadcast, Coast to Coast to Border to Border. A Halloween mystery is the latest from her. This is a cute story. I could see it as a young reader's novel. Why did you make a Halloween mystery a short story? Well, the reason I made it a short story was, like, the um, children are, like I said, they're they're very they're very smart. If they see you with a a, a, lar- a thick book, they they do not want to sit there and you know wait for it. They probably say, "Hmm, you know, this is going to take forever." But uh, being that it's thin, it keeps it keeps their attention, and it, they will focus on what is being said. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Eddie H. joins us. A Halloween mystery is the latest from her. The illustrations are absolutely gorgeous. Tell me about your illustrator. Aren't they? Oh, my God. My illustrations are just divine. I have a perfect illustrator. His name is Victor Larazaba. Anyway, he's a, he's a professional and he was able to catch everything that I wanted in my book there. If I saw a Halloween that looked, I mean, if I saw a owl that looked surprised, I wanted that look to come out just so, and he was able to capture that. He is, uh, he's just fantastic. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Addie H. joins us here on our telephone talking about an incredible, incredible book. It's a Halloween mystery. She's with us today. Addie H., clearly you're a very talented writer. Why did you choose to self-publish? I chose to self-publish due to the fact that I am already 74 years old. And now that I have my chance, I wanted to see my book published. Uh, I knew I would be taking a chance if I went to a publisher. I didn't know if they were going to be able to pick it up or if I was going to have to wait, you know, one, two, three, four years. I don't know. But since I'm 74 years old, I wanted to see my book out there. I wanted readers to read what I have written, and I, I just wanted to share it with the world. We've got Addie H. with us today. She joins us live here on the telephone talking about a Halloween mystery. Tell us what other books do we have to look forward to, Addie H. Oh, I have another one coming out for the holidays. It's called uh, What Almost Happened to Santa. And that is just adorable. It also has a little musical theme. I wrote a little song about it. It'll be on the back of the book, just the, just the lyrics as to what the song will be like. I can sing you just a little bit of the entry there. Would you like it? Yes, go ahead, my friend. Okay, it goes, What almost happened to Santa? Oh, 
dear, oh me, oh my. He almost disappeared when we all stood to cheer and waved Santa goodbye. So I'll just sing you that part. We've got Eddie H. Like today. Yes, indeed. Halloween mystery is the latest. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Really appreciated the conversation, Eddie. Have yourself a wonderful day, oh, and we'll talk you. soon. Thank you much. Oh, thank you, James. Appreciate it, Eddie. Have, 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 have a good day. We're going to take a time out and come back with more. Frank Mannuccio on the way. <laughs> I just don't know what to say sometimes with some of the guests we have here. And the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast is brought to you by our fantastic friends over there at bit.ly slash session information. That's bit.ly slash s-e-s-s-i-o-n-i-n-f-o-r-m-a-t-i-o-n. Incredible place. Healing School Summer Session 2015 is taking place. This is going to be taking place July through September 2015. To attend the Healing School Summer Session, check out enterthehealingschool.org slash session. You can participate in the Healing School Summer Session You can uh, by praying for the session. You can give to the session, and you can attend the session. Check it out today, the Healing School in Ontario, Canada. Kindly pre-book. Space is limited. Please do not embark on a journey without the confirmation of booking. Click on the registration link at enterthehealingschool.org slash session. And uh, also give them, a, give them a holler. 416-747-7979 if you want to get some more information. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners, the Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing, amazing Kickstarter campaign. Check out kickstarter.com. There's a great campaign over there. It's Graeme Scribbler Monthly Subscription. That's right. This comes from Clarissa Ryan. It is Graeme Game Scribbler Monthly Subscription. Oh, yeah. It's a monthly subscription, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. What is Game Scribbler? Game Scribbler is a monthly subscription box, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. It is geared towards development on the Raspberry PI. So the programmer is not required to have a fancy computer or even an internet connection. Only a Raspberry PI, which can be obtained for less than $100. How does this work? Each month, the Scribbler will receive a game project workbook that outlines and details the code that is used to create a working game. Additionally, the project workbook will include many coding projects designed to teach basic coding concepts that are going to be used to develop the game. Along with a workbook will be an SD card with the, with the project game files, art, music, sounds. In addition to the project files, the operating system and development environments will also be included and configured. So all the coder has to do is an PI, and they are ready to start programming the game. Lots of more information is available at kickstarter.com. Search Game Scribblingly Subscription and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today, a Transmedia Worldwide. Check out Patrick's survival story. He's got an amazing story. Check it out at giveforward.com slash fundraiser.
slash OFD9 slash help dash orphan dash injured dash in dash war dash com dash two dash America. Patrick's survival story is featured in his great book, Happily Broken, Discovering Happiness Through Pain and Suffering. It can be found on Amazon.com. Check it out today or go to GiveForward.com. Search Help Orphan Injured in War Come to America and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great Indiegogo campaign. We love Indiegogo. What's your IQ, the TV game show that gives back? What is your IQ, the TV show that gives back free scholarships? Dennis Brown with us today. Dennis Brown is a college professor raising $50,000 to make a pilot show for his exciting, highly entertaining new TV game show. What's your IQ? A major game show production company has informed me. Once the pilot is shot and edited, we can definitely get the show on the air and get advertisers for the show. While it may not be one of the big four networks, it could definitely be on a major cable slash satellite network. In this show, you will watch the brightest university and college student teams battle it out to answer IQ questions that major different types of intelligence, including important but little-known facts and thinking outside the box to solve tough problems with a sudden burst of brilliant insight that's not only very impressive, but highly entertaining. The goal of What's Your IQ is to help solve America's growing student loan crisis. By giving back all cash prizes on each show to the winning university or college in the form of free scholarship grants that will then be awarded to deserving students. Check it out today on Indiegogo.com. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search What's Your IQ, the TV game show that gives back. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. By the way, do you have an auto budget? Hi, this is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks, and it's time to take a 60-second break and make you a savvy car consumer. You know, everyone has some type of household budget that covers things like groceries or utilities. So why don't you have an auto budget? Putting money away for vehicle maintenance definitely takes the sting out of those unexpected breakdown repair bills. I had a caller tell me about her auto budget story. She told the shop that her car repair budget was $200. Then she went on to tell us that when it was time to pick up her car, the repair bill was, you guessed it, $198. Keep your personal finances to yourself and protect that auto budget lesson learned. Want to learn more about your vehicle? Visit me at carcarefortheclueless.com, making you a savvy car consumer. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Oh, it's a fabulous, fabulous Tuesday in the great city of Hutchinson, Kansas. There's somebody who didn't get a lot of sleep last night. There's some fraud out there. There's some fraud, some shyster, some... Some nobody, some never was. He didn't get any sleep last night, apparently. So, uh, that's the way that is. But it is a world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, all over the world wide web, and on 50-plus AM FM stations across the fruited plain, as they say. I don't know whose fruited plain they're across and why they're across and... What they're doing over there being a cross and why they're cross in the first place. They ought to be happy. <laughs> it's a world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Um, 
Anonymous. <laughs> I love these folks. Big Pharma has been hacked. Oh, it's such a shame. Anonymous released Pharma Shill Names. The online hacktivist collective Anonymous recently hacked into the databases of individuals and Facebook pages and revealed that they have all been bought and paid for by big pharmaceutical companies. Why do people continue to do business on Facebook? <laughs> That's my question. Now, most of the most of the people on this list I've never heard of. However, apparently Amanda Pete, who was uh, an actress like years ago, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, from some Facebook groups, The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, a Psy Babe, The Shep Dick, We Love GMOs and Vaccines, uh, Individuals, um, Bill Nye, uh, Barack Obama, um, Steve Novella, um, Sarah Michelle Galar, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the head of Facebook, uh, Food Hunk, The Credible Hulk, a skeptical in- inquirer, a science enthusiast, skeptical raptor, and Forbes magazine. Big Pharma is the uh, United States' largest political donors, giving $31 million last year to national political candidates. Many of the state lawmakers are also on the industry payroll. To know how Big Pharma is ripping you off, you can check out Newsmax.com. And uh, search prescription drugs expense in Big Pharma. We'll put a link to all this on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. We'll put a link to the story on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. You can go over and check out and see just exactly how Big Pharma does their thing. I just, I, I, I sit back sometimes and I'm like, really? Really? I just, I don't understand why we do what we do here. Sometimes. Sometimes. This will be under our headline section at JiggyJaguar.com if you want to. It'll get posted on the front page as well. 49 minutes after the hour, we are going to uh, get into it with... uh, with some folks in our next hour. Yes, indeed. By the way, Frank, uh, not Frank Vernicia. Frank Vernicia is supposed to be on now, but I don't know where he went. He's disappeared. He's disappeared. Maybe Big Pharma got him. <laughs> maybe, maybe Big Pharma took him down. I don't know. Yeah, they probably didn't. But, uh, we have caused quite the stir with an individual uh, by the name of Ron Williams. He apparently is not happy with us. And he is attempting to ruin my good name. Well, guess what? I already did that. (laughs) I've already done that, Ron. Already done that. 50 minutes after the hour, we're taking a break and coming back with more.
Wow, your boat really shines. Pick up some nautical reflections. It's a cleaner and polish your all-in-one. Into the day, and you'll not only shine, you'll spend more time on the water. Nautical reflections. Don't leave shore without it. Nautical reflections cleans and waxes your boat in minutes instead of hours, as it takes with other products. Self-cleaning capability, and it's pleasantly scented. Go to www.nauticalreflections.com right now. <laughs> Did you know that people are trying to find your business on Google? The question is, can they? At SaltRank, we work to get your website on the top of Google so that new customers come to you. Stop searching for customers. They're already looking for you. Learn more about our service at www.saltrank.com or call us today at 844-255-RANK. That's 844-255-RANK. Sing your heart out. Visit the Singing Megastore and do what you love the most in style. SingingMegastore.com Your only destination for singing resources covering musical categories including rock, pop, classical, musical theater, jazz and blues, Christian, alternative, teaching, and career guides. SingingMegastore.com Calling out professionals, teachers, students, and anyone who loves singing to join the most updated online store with music products at the lowest prices. SingingMegastore.com Love of singing. Have you ever thought of getting a cosmetic procedure, but not sure where to start? Introducing Cosmetic Selfie, an exciting new patient referral service for leading cosmetic surgeons, dentists, and med spas across the country. Simply take a selfie of an area you wish to have treated, send it to a specialist in their directory, and receive a free consultation from a board-certified specialist. It's that easy, so don't delay. Visit www.cosmeticselfie.com today to get started. This is The Risk Takers by Kip Marlowe. Oprah Winfrey was designated the richest African-American of the 20th century, but she sure didn't start out that way. Born in Mississippi to a teenage mother, she couldn't even be called middle class. In fact, they were dirt poor. But that didn't stop her, even as a child. At three, Oprah could read and write, and everyone could tell there was something very special about her. She was raised with a sense of religion and required to attend church every Sunday. And that's where Oprah learned the skills she uses today. At church, she would recite poems and Bible verses. The congregation nicknamed her the Little Speaker. Now, as they say, the rest is history. Learning to speak in public without fear was her door that opened wide, and she has used that skill to fame and riches. Her net worth now is north of $3 billion. Learn to speak in public, and doors will open wide for you, too.
testing us When you're feeling down and out People laugh and make a fuss They don't know We can work things out If you know someone Who needs a helping hand Don't turn away Hide or put your head in the sand Say amen Is there anything I can do In us when you're feeling down and out, people laugh and make a fuss. They don't know we can work things out. If you know someone who needs a helping hand, don't turn away, hide or put your head in the sand. Say, hey man, is there anything I can do? Best in us when you're feeling down and out, people laugh and make a fuss. They don't know we can work things out. If you know someone who needs a helping hand, don't turn away and hide or put your head in the sand. Say, hey man, is there anything I can do? And the Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast is brought to you by our fantastic friends over there at bit.ly slash session information. That's bit.ly slash s-e-s-s-i-o-n-i-n-f-o-r-m-a-t-i-o-n. Incredible place. Healing School Summer Session 2015 is taking place. This is going to be taking place July through September 2015. To attend the Healing School Summer Session, check out enterthehealingschool.org slash session. You can participate in the Healing School Summer Session You can uh, by praying for the session. You can give to the session, and you can attend the session. Check it out today, the Healing School in Ontario, Canada. Kindly pre-book. Space is limited. Please do not embark on a journey without the confirmation of booking. Click on the registration link at enterthehealingschool.org slash session. And uh, also give them, a, give them a holler. 416-747-7979 if you want to get some more information. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing, amazing Kickstarter campaign. 
Check out kickstarter.com. There's a great campaign over there. It's Green Scribbler monthly subscription. That's right. This comes from Clarissa Ryan. It is Graham Game Scribbler monthly subscription. Oh, yeah. It's a monthly subscription, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. What is Game Scribbler? Game Scribbler is a monthly subscription box, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. It is geared towards development on the Raspberry PI. So the programmer is not required to have a fancy computer or even an internet connection. Only a Raspberry Pi, which can be obtained for way less than $100. How does this work? Each month, the Scribbler will receive a game project workbook that outlines and details the code that is used to create a working game. Additionally, the project workbook will include many coding projects designed to teach basic coding concepts that are going to be used to develop the game. Along with the workbook will be an SD card with the with the project game files, art, music, sounds. In addition to the project files, the operating system and development environments will also be included and configured. So all the coder has to do is an PI, and they are ready to start programming the game. Lots of more information is available at Kickstarter.com. Search Game Scribblingly subscription and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today, a Transmedia Worldwide. Check out Patrick's survival story. He's got an amazing story. Check it out at giveforward.com slash fundraiser slash OFD9 slash help dash orphan dash injured dash in dash war dash com dash two dash America. Patrick's survival story is featured in his great book, Happily Broken, Discovering Happiness Through Pain and Suffering. It can be found on Amazon.com. Check it out today or go to GiveForward.com. Search Help Orphan Injured in War Come to America and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners of Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great Indiegogo campaign. We love Indiegogo. What's your IQ, the TV game show that gives back? What is your IQ, the TV show that gives back free scholarships? Dennis Brown with us today. Dennis Brown is a college professor raising $50,000 to make a pilot show for his exciting, highly entertaining new TV game show. What's your IQ? A major game show production company has informed me. Once the pilot is shot and edited, we can definitely get the show on the air and get advertisers for the show. While it may not be one of the big four networks, it could definitely be on a major cable slash satellite network. In this show, you will watch the brightest university and college student teams battle it out to answer IQ questions that major different types of intelligence, including important but little-known facts and thinking outside the box to solve tough problems with a sudden burst of brilliant insight that's not only very impressive, but highly entertaining. The goal of What's Your IQ is to help solve America's growing student loan crisis by giving back all cash prizes on each show to the winning university or college in the form of free scholarship grants that will then be awarded to deserving students. Check it out today on Indiegogo.com. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search What's Your IQ, the TV game show that gives back. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Did you know that all hybrid vehicles are not the same? 
Hi, this is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks, and it's time to take a 60-second break and make you a savvy car consumer. There are different types of hybrids out there, and the latest version on the highway is the CNG, or Compressed Natural Gas Vehicle. General Motors and Honda are producing vehicles with CNG option right now. These vehicles have the same warranties as their counterparts and creature comforts as well. This is not a new concept. CNG is running in hundreds of thousands of government agency vehicles for years. Law enforcement, emergency response vehicles to local mass transit systems have been using CNG. The fuel costs are cut in half and CNG has very little emissions or disposal issues like a battery in a hybrid. Lesson learned. Want to learn more about your vehicle? Visit me at carecareforthecluelist.com, making you a savvy car consumer. This is The Risk Takers by Kip Marlowe. Oprah Winfrey was... Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it, you know what I'm saying? Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, play guitar. Jeff. It's a great day, but thanks for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Oh, you better tell them, because if you don't tell them, then I gotta tell them. It's the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program, hour number two. On TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network and our telephone number, ladies and gentlemen, 262-KSKU. It doesn't matter. You're not going to call anyway. 262-267-22-J-I-G-G-Y. <laughs> Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Is off and running, kids. It's hour number two of the big program. And uh, we absolutely, absolutely love it. If you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, you can do so. Facebook.com slash the Jiggy Jaguar. And uh, incredible, incredible stuff going on today. We've got a great new marketing partner we want to talk about right now here on our big program. They are fantastic. We love these folks. An incredible new marketing partner joins us today here on Transmedia Worldwide. This is GoFundMe.com slash WXRT 4W. That's right. An amazing piece of business. Sages Exchange Student Bolivia Trip. This comes from Bedford, Indiana. Marsha Kern is with us today. Sage is one of three granddaughters that they are raising and the oldest. She's been accepted into a Rotary Exchange student program and will be departing for Bolivia in August. They're trying to raise money to help them with the cost of this. This will be an invaluable experience for her now and into the future. The costs for this opportunity are significantly higher than they expected. They've already spent over $2,000 to date. Upcoming expenses are the airline ticket, which alone is $1,850. Health insurance, another $900. Mandatory Grand Rapids Conference, $500. 
$1,000 and another $875 for a 10-day trip sponsored by Rotary to see South America. Any donations will go towards that cost, and it's going to be greatly appreciated. We bless everybody checking this out today. Marsha Kern has a fantastic, fantastic GoFundMe campaign at G-O-F-U-N-D-M-A dot C-O-M slash W-X-R-E. T, the number four, the W. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. We've got a great guest coming up here in a few moments. That's our next break. Uh, this break, we uh, want to make sure we get the sponsor, and as they say, 11 minutes after the hour, we're going to take a quick time out. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Bill Friedman again. He is fantastic. We love having Bill on this broadcast. He is going to be bringing us uh, some interesting stuff coming up. If you want to get a hold of us on the social media, I encourage you to do so. Also, check out our website at JiggyJaguar.com. I know a lot of people are going over there, so thanks for checking it out. We all love a great deal, especially when we get quality items at a great price. I want to tell you about an eBay store that has some of the best deals I've ever seen, and you got to check it out. MyFloridaShop.com MyFloridaShop.com offers great deals on clothes for men and women, gift items, jewelry, and more. With brands like Chico's, Old Navy, Dockers, Lands, Inn, Izon, only to name a few. You'll save 10% on the quality items at MyFloridaShop.com and always free shipping. MyFloridaShop.com just added plus size clothing. New items are added every month. Right now there's a big sale going on at MyFloridaShop.com to make room for new inventory. Visit right now MyFloridaShop.com Let's talk about one of our great marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Want something awesome for your kids, teenagers, and pets? How about a giant long bed pillow in the shape of a ninja that they can wrestle and play with? Check out the new Kickstarter camp crowdfunding campaign called the Ninja Pillow. This product is a must for promoting active play, imagination, and just cool fun. Everyone needs a ninja pillow in their house. Visit ninjapillow.com and we'll spell it for you in I N J A P I L L O W. Dot com or search kickstarter.com for ninja pillow and that's k i c k s t a r t e r.com order your ninja pillow today pledges start at just a dollar to support and awesome ninja pillow rewards are available it's kickstarter.com search ninja pillow or go to ninjapillow.com and tell them you heard about it here on transmedia worldwide one of our great marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out rso.lv slash make money. rso.lv slash make money. Check it out today. Amazing, amazing website. Check it out today. It's rso.lv slash make money. And we'll spell it for you. R. Let's talk about one of our great marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a fantastic Indiegogo campaign. Check out com. Search Portable Solar Charger Auto Tracking Mount. Amazing Kickstarter project, a lean green tracking machine. It's also a portable 
Solar Charger. They've got some great rewards over there. You can help these guys for as little as a dollar. Come on, everybody's got a dollar. Alexandria, Ohio is where this is based. Dave Weaver is back with us. He's a retired Coast Guard warrant engineer. And he likes to make things, mostly yard toys for granddaughters. He makes air cannons, roller coasters, water balloon lodgers, and anything that will help keep them coming back on the weekends. You love those girls. And uh, water balloon launcher, uh, it's it's an amazing invention. However, um, it is it is fantastic that uh, he's wanting to help out the environment here. He's always had a fascination with solar power both active and passive, so much that he's converted his barn into a giant passive solar absorber that is amazing. We've seen it. It's amazing. Good stuff. He's constructed a uh, polycarbonite wall with aluminum extended frame six inches in front of the garage door, but flush with the exterior. When the temperature in the uh, void exceeds 90 degrees, the garage door opens, exposing a wall of black corrugated steel. The heat is more than sufficient to heat the workplace. Propane heater takes the chill off the very cold days. It's a uh, great marketing campaign, and uh, we thank you for supporting that. Check out Indiegogo.com and search for the Polar Solar Charger. And thanks for listening to us here on Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Let's tell you about Sage is one of those three granddaughters that... uh, Marsha Kern is raising, and the oldest has been adopted into a Rotary Exchange student program. They're going to be departing for Bolivia in August. They're trying to raise money to help her with the cost of this. This has been an invaluable experience, and it will be for her now and for the future. Check out G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash W-X-R-T, the number four W. That's W-W dot G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash the letter W, the letter X, the letter R, the letter T, and the number 4, and the letter W. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. This is The Risk Takers by Kip Marlowe. Oprah Winfrey was designated the richest African-American of the 20th century, but she sure didn't start out that way. Born in Mississippi to a teenage mother, she couldn't even be called middle class. In fact, they were dirt poor. But that didn't stop her, even as a child. At three, Oprah could read and write, and everyone could tell there was something very special about her. She was raised with a sense of religion and required to attend church every Sunday, and that's where Oprah learned the skills she uses today. At church, she would recite poems and Bible verses. The congregation nicknamed her the Little Speaker. Now, as they say, the rest is history. Learning to speak in public without fear was her door that opened wide, and she has used that skill to fame and riches. Her net worth now is north of $3 billion. Learn to speak in public, and doors will open wide for you, too. The Jiggy Jaguar radio program is back on the network. Welcome back to our big broadcast, 17 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us. 24-7-365 at JiggyJaguar.com. iHeartRadio, tune in. 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network and our telephone number 267-22-J-I-G-G-Y. Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast is on the air. And uh, we're going to be talking to Donald Mazzella, Dan Perkins in our next hour. 
So stay tuned for that. We've got our good friend Sonia Madison at the bottom of this hour, but we welcome back to the broadcast a guy who I just absolutely love to death, Bill Friedman. He is a multi-talented Bill Friedman, and he's uh, going to be here today talking more about his latest book, 30 Illegal Years to the Strip. And uh, amazing, amazing stuff. He's getting a lot of PR on this book. This this is the second in a series of books on the growth of Las Vegas. His first, of course, was All Against the Law. Now, Bill, uh, since last we talked, my friend, I am actually in the process of getting ready to plan a Las Vegas trip in January. So your book is very timely right now, my friend, about the history and everything of the strip. Um, how's the book been doing, my friend? It's doing well. Uh, it's uh, uh, it, it, I, I, I put almost a half century into the research and the writing, and it's uh, it 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 uh, gives the first authentic version of who the people were who built the strip, and it's going over very very well. Now, a lot of folks uh, love the heck out of Las Vegas. Uh, this will be my first trip to Vegas in January. Um, I know that you you've got a lot of material in this book. Um, what was what was some of the different angles that uh, that you wanted to make sure that you covered when you wrote about the book? Well, uh, when when I began the research, I was a dealer, and all the executives behind me and the uh, 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 table pits yeah. uh, had come out of illegal gambling, and I became fascinated with their lives and uh, went and did a tremendous amount of uh, research uh, in old newspapers, FBI reports, etc., and then interviewed all the key people. And what I learned, uh, you hear that gangsters were there, but no one ever put the picture together before. <laughs> yeah. And so the main theme is this is the 30-year history of organized crime when small professional street gangs in poor neighborhoods, uh, because of the profits of prohibition, grew into large organized crime gangs. Yeah. It's that 30 years. But the four largest gangs in prohibition, they went on afterwards across the country with very elegant uh, high-end uh, casinos that were wide open to the public, far more elegant than anything in Vegas today. And then around 1946 with Ben Siegel from the Flamingo for the next 20 years till Caesar's Palace opened in um, 1966. I'm sorry, I think I uh, it, uh, Siegel was 1946. Yeah. Um, uh, 80% of the hotels on the Las Vegas Strip were built by either the leaders or the close associates of these four crime gangs. And they partnered throughout their history in underworld politics, overworld politics, uh, in legitimate businesses, in illegal businesses. So that's the main story. And then there's all kinds of other things, such as um, uh, entertainment. There's a man that very few people knew unless they were gamblers, or they went to nightclubs. His name was Joey Lewis, a comedian. Yes. And for the 50-year run, he was considered by everybody in show business to be the greatest there was. He sold out everywhere he appeared in the illegal casinos on the Las Vegas Strip. He was the biggest draw, uh, and, and in nightclubs across the country. And this is his life story and how he single-handedly took a 
small nightclub in New York that was going bankrupt named the Copacabana. Became, <laughs> yes, yes, the Copacabana. became the headliner there and single-handedly turned it into the most glamorous and uh, famous nightclub in America. And you've got a person like Arnold Rothstein. He was the greatest poker player of all time, but uh, he had to finance his losing streaks. Uh, Broadway had... Uh, many times more theaters and shows than today. It was the entertainment capital of the world. And in the middle of all of it, he had these very fine illegal casinos for the show crowds as they left, and they became the prototype for the illegal casinos the gangsters then built across the country and for the early Las Vegas casinos. Uh, and he also was the most powerful political kingmaker in New York City, which was the uh, mecca of America. And uh, after his murder, several of the gangsters who would go on to build the strip took over uh, that power position. So it's a picture of politics in that era uh, that hasn't been done before and from their point of view. So it covers a whole gambit of what went on during those 30 years in American history. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. The fantastic, fantastic Bill Friedman joins us. He is uh, the man when it comes to Las Vegas and the culture and everything else out there. Now, with this, with this great uh, book that you've got, my friend, Thirty Illegal Years to the Strip. Um, why is the you mentioned earlier that the hotels out there are not like they used to be? Why is that? The hotels until what we call the mega resort era which was started by the Mirage around 1990. Uh, from the time uh, the Strip began at, at, during World War II, until then, the casinos were run as gambling enterprises, even though they were total resorts with fine restaurants, great entertainment, gambling fed everything, um, except for the room department. Every department in these hotels lost money. They were lost leaders to feed the gambling, and everything was for the gambling. It was very personal, personable. Everybody knew everybody. Uh, in this era, I ran two casinos on the Strip, the only person that ran two simultaneously. Very, very, took two long-term losers for the Howard Hughes empire and turned them into super successes. So I was part of all of this. Uh, but with the mega resort era, they decided to make every department show a profit. Uh, so prices skyrocketed, but in the process, they ignored the casinos. So if you go through and count the number of players in the casinos today yeah. compared to the number of people in town, it's become a minor amenity and only part of the totality. And I'm not knocking making all the profits you can everywhere, but they have let the casinos go, and the potential uh, is tremendous that they are ignoring. When mm. you're here, go through and don't count how many slot machines are busy. Count how many are empty. And when you go through casino <laughs> That's after fantastic. casino, you'll wonder why they have 2,000 slot machines when they're lucky to fill 50 of them. 
<laughs> that is amazing. We have the fantastic, fantastic Bill Friedman with us today. Uh, that is something that I would have never, ever thought of, my friend. Uh, that that is that is absolutely. Uh, amazing. We, we've got Bill Friedman with us today. He joins us live now. So the um, so now that that there's all these things going on in Vegas, it, it's always like a destination where you have like the Mister Olympia and all and all the fitness people go out there in October. You've got the Adult Video News Awards and all the people from the porn industry going out there in January. Um, is that how Las Vegas survives anymore? Is people having their conventions and their meetups and everything there? Exactly. Conventions were always important from the earliest days. But uh, remember, it was a much smaller town, a much smaller uh, resort, so they didn't get the, the bigger groups. But today, uh, thirty somewhere between 30 and 40% of all conventioneers in the United States meet in Las Vegas. That is the number one driving force since the mega resort era. And then the second driving force is what I call a nightclub from my generation, which was fine food and the greatest entertainment. Today it's a mixing place. That is your second biggest crowd today. And then as you say, there's all kinds of other interests going on. We've got Bill Friedman joining us today here on our big program. He joins us live. He is a fantastic resource uh, talking about Las Vegas. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to keep chatting with Bill uh, regarding this book, uh, 30 Illegal Years to the Strip. We've got more coming up with Bill Friedman, my good, close, personal, longtime friend, Mr. Bill Friedman, coming up here in a few moments. We love having Bill on. We're back after this here on the program. We all love a great deal, especially when we get quality items at a great price. I want to tell you about an eBay store that has some of the best deals I've ever seen, and you got to check it out. MyFloridaShop.com MyFloridaShop.com offers great deals on clothes for men and women, gift items, jewelry, and more. With brands like Chico's, Old Navy, Dockers, Lands, Inn, Izon, only to name a few. You'll save 10% on the quality items at MyFloridaShop.com and always free shipping. MyFloridaShop.com just added plus size clothing. New items are added every month. Right now there's a big sale going on at MyFloridaShop.com to make room for new inventory. Visit right now MyFloridaShop.com Sage is one of those three granddaughters that uh, Marsha Kern is raising and the oldest has been adopted into a rotary Program. They're going to be departing for Bolivia in August. They're trying to raise money to help her with the cost of this. This has been an invaluable experience, and it will be for her now and for the future. Check out gofundme.com slash wxrt, the number 4W. That's www.gofundme.com slash the letter W, the letter X, the letter Let's talk about one of our great marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Want something awesome for your kids, teenagers, and pets? How about a giant long bed pillow in the shape of a ninja that they can wrestle and play with? Check out the new Kickstarter camp crowdfunding campaign called the Ninja Pillow. This product is a must for promoting active play, imagination, 
and just cool vine. Everyone needs a Ninja Pillow in their house. Visit ninjapillow.com and we'll spell it for you in I N J A P I L L O W dot com or search Kickstarter.com for Ninja Pillow. And that's K I C K S T A R T E R dot com. Order your Ninja Pillow today. Pledges start at just a dollar to support. And awesome Ninja Pillow rewards are available. It's Kickstarter.com. Search Ninja Pillow or go to ninjapillow.com and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome to the Unlock Your Wealth Update. Here's Heather Wagonhalls. Hardly the most romantic conversation you can have early on in a dating scene, but money should be an important concern when selecting a potential life partner. Finding out early on in your relationship if you have similar money attitudes can give you the resources to find a middle ground before raging hormones cloud your judgment or decide that the differences are too great and part friends now without the expense of divorce and involvement of attorneys. Things to ask are, where are you financially as individuals? You must discuss debt including student loans, credit cards, mortgage, and medical bills, and your credit reports. Also, external payments for former spouses, children from a previous marriage, or potential care for indigent parents or siblings. Also, discuss assets. Not only the savings and investments you hold, but also future job or education plans can affect your relationship. For more great resources to help you create unlimited wealth and happiness, visit our website at crackingyourmoneycode.com. I'm Heather Wagonhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. The Jiggy Jaguar radio program is back on the network. Bill Friedman's going to be with us here in just a few moments. We want to thank everybody for joining us today, 31 minutes after the hour. It is an amazing time to be with us from iHeartRadio and, of course, JiggyJaguar.com, 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar radio network. And our telephone number, 267-22-J-I-G-G-Y. Bill Friedman is coming back here in a few moments with... 30 Years to the Strip, an amazing book about Las Vegas. We've got a brand new marketing partner with us today here on Transmedia Worldwide. PayOPM. It's an online payment service that allows you to make and receive payments through different methods that go from bank transfers to payments made with credit cards, transfers made by settlements without the need of an offshore bank account. We count on ample international recognition, and we are recommended worldwide by numerous websites. This makes us leaders in the online secure payment market aside from offering various payment systems we are able to decrease online fraud for which our services are very useful for both sellers and buyers we act as a third party in negotiations and our mission is to receive maintain and then once the terms of the agreement between buyer and seller have been compared and completed to deliver the funds included among the types of payment used most by our clients appear general goods deliver funds, domain names, automobiles, websites, intellectual property, although we are also open to acting as a trustworthy third party in any other type of online legal negotiation. In addition, we offer sellers and the possibility of offering products and services through our website with the method of secure payment. Check out their great website, payopm.com. That's payopm.com and for the people the cheap seats in the back it's www. the letter p the letter a the letter y the letter o the letter p the letter m dot com and tell them you heard about it here on transmedia worldwide we've got bill friedman with us on the telephone he is fantastic now bill with this book um, there's a lot of uh, hidden stories, a lot of hidden gems. Kind of share with us some of the different things that uh, you've included in this book. 
Uh, I, I tried to get everything that, that drove this era, uh, you know, the context it was in, the culture. Uh, one of the interesting things is Hollywood has always shown all the gangsters, and I'm only dealing with this era, um, as uh, tough-talking bullies. And uh, the politicians, uh, business people, um, uh, the uh, police, they would go to them to cut deals. Well, who is going to go with a threatening bully? Uh, and, and, of course, I grew up with that and believed it. Well, when I started interviewing these people, uh, these infamous people, uh, they, it was no different than you and me talking. And uh, I, I got to know very well three people uh, related to uh, the industry. Two of them are still very close friends today. One's gone. And between the four of us, we dealt with everybody uh, out there. In other words, I talked to each of these three guys, and uh, they had done business with every one of the famous hoods of the time, and we all had a very, very different opinion of them. And there was none of them that if I brought them home to dinner at your house, no one in your family, none of your friends would have suspected that you had a dangerous criminal there. Um, they w were the uh, same people that you and I know unless they were threatened, uh, like people you and I know unless they were threatened. And the three guys, to show why they got so involved with hoods, one of them was an architect in the newspapers called him the architect of the mob so whenever a gang leader uh, wanted to build a nightclub uh, a bar a restaurant he drew the drawings the second one had this huge company and all of them had huge legitimate businesses but they worked for the hoods when asked and he supplied not only the interior decor of the public area of the restaurant or nightclub but he supplied all the bar and kitchen equipment and he charged them nothing up front. He just uh, charged them a very high interest rate after it opened, took from the profits. And the third one was a brilliant marketer. Well, this meant that any gang leader in America could open a bar, restaurant, or nightclub, and all he had to come up with was first and last month's rent and the opening week's inventory of food and beverage so they could get in for virtually nothing. And uh, I asked each of these guys why they dealt with the hoods, because they didn't need them. Uh, they had these very successful businesses. And all three of them told me the same thing. The gangsters always paid, they were less demanding, and they were more appreciative than the so-called legitimate people. They were the best customers I had. And if you think about it, who's going to go deal with these people if they'd been anything else? So none of us could watch things like The Sopranos and all of this because we never saw anything in one of those scenes in reality when we dealt with these people. Are you planning on doing another book or anything like this? Yes. When when the promotion's finished on this book, and of course we're still building on it, 
but when it's done, I will do the history you would expect, and that will start with the first 20 years of legalization, the 30s and the 40s, and take Nevada as a whole, how it legalized uh, casinos and, and how they were run, uh, even though in the 30s they were small places. Uh, my wife, who's my chief editor, um, she thinks they're the most colorful characters of all. The reason I wrote this book is when I started to write it in a normal chronological history, and what I was intending to do to get the backgrounds of each of these criminals is when they went through the licensing process, go back, I started realizing that these four gangs that built the strip, they so uh, partnered together, they so allied together, that I couldn't talk about one of them without talking about the others. and. So the first book is this one to show how these four gangs, although they had their own states, their own territories, they totally cooperated with each other, and that is that story of what brought them together and why Siegel was able to create a blueprint for the whole strip. He had a dream, and he kept proselytizing to the leaders of all of these gangs that Vegas is the future, and after he was murdered, they came and built his blueprint. Amazing, amazing stuff. We've got Bill Friedman with us today. 39 minutes after the hour, he joins us live talking about his book, 30 Years to the Strip. It's a book about Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, um, well, what's been some of the different reviews and feedback you've gotten on the book so far? Uh, I, I'm very lucky. Uh, uh, Kirkus is the oldest reviewing agency, and um, uh, I have that on my website, uh, Bill Friedman, author, uh, because the publishing industry recognizes them more than anybody, and I'm real pleased with that one. Um, uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal, which is far and away the biggest newspaper in Nevada, gave me a beautiful review. And uh, I lucked out in Hollywood. They picked up on the story. There's uh, two major journals in Hollywood, and one of them is Variety. And uh, one of their uh, chief uh, writers uh, did a review on the very fact that there is a whole crime genre that I have exposed that really existed that Hollywood has not tapped into of having gangsters that actually act the way they really do. <laughs> We've got Bill Friedman with us today. He joins us live. He is a fantastic, fantastic guest, and uh, he's got 30 Years to the Strip, a uh, great book about Las Vegas. Uh, were, was there anything in the book that you wanted to, to keep but for some reason took out, or, or how did that work for you? No, uh, it, it, it's a good-sized book um, full of incredible true crime adventure. Uh, but everything that I wanted to get in, I did uh, to, to uh, show uh, what went on in that era. Um, I, I tried to get everything that, that was relevant and of interest. Um, I tried to write it. Uh, so it's as exciting as possible and introduce every element that, that's fascinating. We've got the great Bill Friedman with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone, 41 minutes after the hour. Um, Bill, what, what, what's next for you as an author, and how can fans reach out to you? Uh, they can get a hold of me at Bill Friedman, 
F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N-Author.com. Uh, I'm just about to start a blog, and, uh, and we'll start tweeting uh, about all of these things. I solve a number of murders in my book that either uh, law enforcement and, and the press could never figure out the motive, or uh, they just got it wrong. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of true crime uh, adventure in it and cold case, and um, uh, you know if they are interested in that and want to talk about it, I just love it. We've got the uh, fantastic, fantastic Bill Friedman with us today. I appreciate you making time for us today, Bill, and uh, definitely look forward to our next conversation, my friend. Okay, and thank you very much. Definitely. Have yourself a good day, Bill. Bill Friedman with us today. We're taking a time out. When we come back, Sonia Madison will join us. At 42 minutes after the hour, we got more coming up. incredible brand new marketing partner with us today at transmedia worldwide if you want to get healthy get lean keep results for a lifetime then you need to listen to the healthy lean life podcast you're going to be hearing from an expert nutritionist lisa jill rudy her real strategies will help you make small changes uncomplicate the process take the right steps to becoming your healthiest you go to healthyleanlife.com to listen today healthyleanlife.com if you need some cash, listen up. Are you in a bind? Do you need some quick cash? Relax. Relax Loans can get you up to $1,000 fast. Visit RelaxLoans.com for quick and easy payday loan. Relax Loans accepts most applications, and you can use the cash for anything. So hurry up and relax with RelaxLoans.com. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Are you looking for an opportunity to earn money, real money, working from home? I want to tell you about a business where you can do just that. Earn $10,000 or more each month. This is an automated system. Customers call for information. You just have to plug into the system and return calls. It's that simple. This is not multi-level marketing. This is not a job either. This is a business opportunity with incredible income potential. This is the opportunity you have been looking for. And you can do it all from home. To learn more and start making money, call 551-233-8601. 551-233-8601. Hi, this is real estate investor Lance Edwards with today's Real Estate Minute. An important wealth building strategy is the creation of passive income. And in real estate, there is no wealth creation vehicle quite like small apartments. You can close on a 10-unit apartment building in the next 30 days, start receiving $1,000 or more per month in real passive income, and never have to deal with tenants or toilets. Plus, did you know you could close on that same property with no cash or credit of your own and absolutely no bank qualifying? Learn how you can get started investing in small apartments using other people's money with a free copy of my number one best-selling book, How to Make Big Money in Small Apartments. Get your free book and CD at freeapartmentsbook.com that's freeapartmentsbook.com the Jiggy Jaguar radio program is back on the network welcome back to our big broadcast 
Oh my God, it's a hell of a day. <laughs> it's the World Famous Jiggy Jaguar Show. 45 minutes after the hour, we're going to be talking to Sonia Madison here in a few moments, our good buddy, and uh, our legal eagle. Um, in the next hour, we're going to be doing an interesting um, hour for our good friends at iHeartRadio. Uh, that that will air, of course, Thursday, but it'll 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 be airing today live as well. It's about the JFK assassination. We'll be talking to Jack Duffy, Donald Mazzella, and Dan Perkins in the next hour. So uh, that'll be very interesting. But something that I do want to get into right now, uh, from a legal perspective, get old Sonia Madison with us today. Now, Sonia, the um. The court rulings. There's been some court rulings come down since last we talked. Um, gay marriage, among other things. Uh, give us your thoughts on some of these uh, court rulings that have come down. Well, the one on gay marriage, I want to say it's a, it's a shame that we could not have gone through the legislators to get that done because it does, it does come off as if the Supreme Court is making law. But because we couldn't expect social change that was... I guess morally unacceptable, Supreme Court did it for us. So, I mean, that's yeah. kind of my take. I mean, it's, it's an unfortunate it means to the end, but nonetheless, it was an end that inevitably had to get there. Now, uh, why why do, why do, why do why did it get to this point? How did it get to this point? You have uh, just a lot of conservative, and, and I don't want to put it all on them, but you just have a lot of people who are headstrong on trying to tell people how they should and should not live their life. I mean, this is different when you're talking about infringing on someone else's rights. But here, whether people get married that are of the same sex, it doesn't infringe on anyone else's rights. It, it enables them to extract benefits that they wouldn't otherwise get. So it's unfortunate that people feel as if they must have a say in everyone else's decision and the manner in which they live, but that's really why we're here. We've got Sonia Madison with us today. Now, th there were some other rulings that came down. Give me your thoughts on these. Well, there was one ruling dealing with lethal injection, and it was approved by the Supreme Court that used that kind of method of lethal injection. And it was all about the Eighth Amendment and cruel and usual punishment. There's another dealing with the Fair Housing Act and, and whether or not um, housing, when it comes to certain neighborhoods, can they actually use the spirit impact analysis to make a race discrimination claim, and they said they can. However, you still have to be able to show that the actual policy or whatever the person or the organization is actually doing does have a direct impact on the disparity of the statistics, and there's no alternative to determine or to, to award such housing benefits. And so, you, so you had a couple of interesting uh, decisions that, of course, dealt with race and dealt with same-sex and dealt with um, prison and, and death penalty type situations, which is always controversial, but nonetheless interesting. Now, Sonia Madison also joins us today to discuss uh, the, the, the Garner situation. Um, I noticed the other day when I was out doing sales calls and things of that nature, I noticed that CNN had this big deal up about the fact that uh, Garner's family is going to be getting some, some financial uh, windfall. But the one thing that I, I just can't understand is why is it that people go, hey, we're going to give you some money and this will all go away. And it's like you can't bring that person back no matter how much money you give the uh, the family. That is so true. And I'm even more intrigued by the fact that here you have um, a court awarding them close to $6 million, but yet 
another court finds that the, the city or the police officer didn't do any wrong. I mean, so someone <laughs> has to agree that there's some yes. fault somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, so fortunately the rest of the world sees it, but when it comes to certain heads behind the actual table, they, they don't quite see it the same way. For whatever reason, uh, they wanted, they they have no problem, you know, separating themselves from their money. They just have a problem <laughs> in admitting wrong. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just a strange deal. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> we've got Sonia Madison with us today here on our program, and uh, it's always so refreshing to talk to you about legal matters and not have you blame Obama. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot of our a lot of our correspondence on this program. That's ninety percent of what happens, and I understand we 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 have a lot of conservative listeners and a lot, and I cover a lot of conservative topics, and I identify myself a lot of times as as a conservative. Anymore, I'm identifying myself as a libertarian because I, I can't stand either side. But I will have to say that that you are so refreshing when you come on here and you talk common sense solutions to things and 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 you 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 don't turn around and blame the president i just think that is so nice so thank you sonia now um well, well no problem as american citizens i would think it'd be patriotic to you know promote our democratic process versus yes bear it down. yes now uh now, now sonia another another big issue that is uh sort of come about here fairly recently is this Iran deal. Um, it sort of, to me, looks a little bad on both sides. Uh, but at the same time, I can understand both sides. Uh, where, do, where do you come down on a legal perspective and, and, and just a, uh, you know, a, a personal perspective on this whole thing? Well, it's definitely more political than legal, and, and I will say, I'm, I'm with you. I see both sides. I mean, the reality is something has to be done, yes. and if we don't have an agreement with Iran, someone else will, and, and it will definitely yes. put us in jeopardy when it comes to homeland security. So I mean, it, it's one of those loose moves, but at the same time, it's, it's the greater evil, the greater good is to make sure we're secure, we're making sure that ISIS is not taking over, and someone is in a position to defend and I think that's probably what the president is looking at it, is trying to figure out how can we maintain security, which I think is for most people the most important over um, trying to be a little bit more conservative when it comes to those relations. Now, uh, earlier today, uh, Iran basically said, we're going to do whatever the heck we want to do. <laughs> and John Kerry's response was, that's troubling. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're not president. <laughs> so, what 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 do you what do you think is is the strategy here for something like this instead of just saying, "Oh, well, that's too bad." Oh, and, and that's why John Kerry wasn't elected because he was exactly. not very decisive, which we recall. <laughs> but but I think that's again the problem is that they are going to do what they're going to do, and and so now it's a matter of okay, do we fight them on principle or do we fight to protect our security? Yeah. And and that's where I feel like the hard line is. And and for me personally, I don't want to lose lives because we were trying to be stubborn. And I, I do get that we definitely still need to to have some principles, but at the same time, let's pick some of these battles. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, yes, I, I do agree on that. We've got Sonia Madison with us today. She joins us live on the telephone. And um, as we go here, there is uh, uh, there is some rumors going around that uh, MSNBC may be, may be trying to bring back uh, Keith Olbermann and also Brian Williams is going to get a show over there. Um, what do you think is going on over there? Are we Are we just... See, I noticed this so much as far as everything else in this world. 2015 has kind of been the year of what's what's old is new again. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, g- give me give me your perspective on on some of these things because it's like they're going to bring Brian Williams back. I would almost bring him back in a comedy role because I think it would get over more than him being a serious news person because. A lot of people are going to be like, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to believe believe anything that he says now. I would bring him, because he, he's, she's been on other properties that NBC has, and Shoney can do comedy, so I'm like, just give him a comedy show. <laughs> well, and, and to be honest, it, it's not news turning into more uh, a comedy show than actual objective yes. and form. <laughs> and so it, it doesn't... It doesn't surprise me at all. I think um, as much as I like John Stewart, I do think he changed the way a lot of people report the news. And, and when you have people like Fox and CNN that are so right or left, I yes. think NBC is trying to find its way to, to have both of that balance. And so it just becomes more of a comedic, entertaining <laughs> <laughs> news story than it is objective informative news <laughs> yes <laughs> very much so well uh well sonia i appreciate you making time for us today we will definitely talk to you next week and uh looking forward to it my friend have yourself a wonderful rest of the week same here you too thank you much appreciate it sonia madison with us today check out soniamadison.com that is the place to be for everything sonia we're gonna take a time out we are going to attempt to get Donald Mazzella on the old skype here. I'm not exactly sure how this is going to work, but we are going to see what we can pull off here. Uh, talking about the JFK assassination coming up in our next hour. Stay tuned. Let's twist again like we did last summer, baby. Wow, your boat really shines. Pick up some nautical reflections. It's a cleaner and polish you're all in one. Into the day and you'll not only shine, you'll spend more time on the water. Nautical reflections. Don't leave shore without it. Nautical reflections cleans and waxes your boat in minutes instead of hours as it takes with other products. Self-cleaning capability and it's pleasantly scented. Go to www.nauticalreflections.com right now. I'm
Did you know that people are trying to find your business on Google? The question is, can they? At SaltRank, we work to get your website on the top of Google so that new customers come to you. Stop searching for customers. They're already looking for you. Learn more about our service at www.saltrank.com or call us today at 844-255-RANK. That's 844-255-RANK. Sing your heart out. Visit the Singing Megastore and do what you love the most in style. SingingMegastore.com Your only destination for singing resources covering musical categories including rock, pop, classical, musical theater, jazz and blues, Christian, alternative, teaching and career guides. SingingMegastore.com Calling out professionals, teachers, students and anyone who loves singing to join the most updated online store with music products at the lowest prices. SingingMegastore.com Love of singing.
best in us When you're feeling down and out People laughing, make a fuss They don't know We can work things out If you know someone Who needs a helping hand Don't turn away and hide Or put your head in the sand Say hey man Is there anything I can do Have you ever thought of getting a cosmetic procedure, but not sure where to start? Introducing Cosmetic Selfie, an exciting new patient referral service for leading cosmetic surgeons, dentists, and med spas across the country. Simply take a selfie of an area you wish to have treated, send it to a specialist in their directory, and receive a free consultation from a board-certified specialist. It's that easy, so don't delay. Visit www.cosmeticselfie.com today to get started. Have a vehicle issue? Hi, this is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks, and it's time to take a 60-second break and make you a savvy car consumer. Is your vehicle making a weird noise? Is something dripping from the engine onto your garage floor? It's time to protect your investment, your way of life, and have your vehicle checked over properly by an ASC certified technician. On today's cars and trucks, vehicles are very complicated and require a certified technician to have the repair made right the first time. Days gone by when, gifted with a little knowledge and somewhat mechanically inclined, got your vehicle fixed and back on the road. With today's innovations, heated seats, and high-pressure fuel delivery, it's no place for the shade tree mechanic to venture. Got an issue? Have a professional check it out. Lesson learned. Want to learn more about your vehicle? Visit me at carcarefortheclueless.com, making you a savvy car consumer. The Jiggy Jaguar radio program is back on the network. Well, it's a fantastic, fantastic third hour of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program, and today we have an interesting panel discussion today. I am still awaiting Donald Mazzella to get a hold of us on the old, on the old Skype. However... Uh, we do have Jack Duffy with us today, and we've had Jack Duffy on many of our broadcasts in the past. He is fantastic. He's written a great book about the JFK assassination. We also have with us on the telephone from thehill.com, my good friend and your good friend, Mr. Dan Perkins. And um, Jack, first of all, kind of explain to the audience, give us a refresher course on your book and, and kind of your thoughts on the JFK assassination, and then I'll let Dan jump in there and ask you some questions, and we'll just bat it around for the hour, my friend. Okay, sure. Well, the book is called The Man from 2063. It's a fictional book, but it's got a lot of fact mixed in with the fiction. Uh, the purpose of the book was it's a time travel scenario where uh, a lawyer like myself who's interested in the Kennedy case uh, finds out, he, they actually find out that there was another shooter through some film that surfaces 100 years after the assassination on the, two, on the 100th anniversary, 2063. And there's a time machine that's been developed, which who knows if that's going to happen or not in the future. But in the book, there's a time machine that's been developed. And so long story short, he ends up using the time machine to go back in time. And he ends up finding out that, that Oswald did not kill John F. Kennedy, like we've been told all these years, that there was a conspiracy, that there were, was more than one shooter. He ends up thwarting the assassination or preventing it from happening, and Kennedy survives, doesn't get killed, and the conspiracy gets blown apart. And then, of course, it's, the rest of it's all fiction about what would have happened had John F. Kennedy lived. And I speculate in the book what happens later on after Kennedy survives. Uh, then the hero goes back in time with where he came from at the end, and he sees how he changed history completely, that there's no Vietnam War because Kennedy pulls, pulls us out of Vietnam like he was going to. 
and all sorts of things you know, changed you know, because of what he does. So that's, that's pretty much the point of the book. And I portray the conspiracy in the book the way I think it really happened with fictional characters. Now, uh, now, now, Dan, you've you've done a lot of research on the JFK assassination. We've talked about it on this program. I know that you've yep. done it on on similar radio programs across the country and around the world. Um, yep. Kind of delve in here with Jack, and let, let, let's kind of bat it around here for this first segment here on uh, kind of sure. your thoughts on everything. I'll let you have the floor, yeah, my I, friend. I am. Um, um, I've been. I have been saying for. Uh, this is related to JFK, not necessarily related to the assassination. An observation about JFK. I've been saying for the last six, seven months that if JFK were alive today, senator from Massachusetts, and would run for the presidency, he would have no chance. Because the Democratic Party that was in play when JFK was running for president is not the JFK, the party of JFK today, nor is it the party of Lyndon Johnson. The, the Democratic Party really shouldn't be called the D- Democratic Party anymore. It should be called a liberal or socialist party because they moved way, way, way left of center. And I don't think Kennedy uh, could have been elected, even though it was a close election. I don't think... He, he could run today because he would not recognize the party that he grew up with as a congressman and a senator, and uh, he wouldn't have been reelected. He wouldn't have been elected, period. Um, therefore, he wouldn't have been assassinated. Uh, but the premise is a wonderful premise because, as we were talking in the break, Jim, me as, a, as an author and I write fiction, my, my greatest challenge is to write the fiction in such a way as to blur the line between facts and fiction so that the reader isn't sure what they're reading, whether it's facts or whether it's uh, hyperbole on the part of the author. And so I think it's it's a fascinating story. Um, I would have liked to have the time machine to go back to 1863. I would have liked to see what happened to President Abraham Lincoln. Yes. and so, so uh, I think it's a wonderful premise. Um, um, if I might ask you, sir, what have you discovered new since the last time I spoke with you? Anything new and exciting or re- revealing that you think we, our audience needs to know? Are you speaking to me? Yes. Yes, sir, I am. Yes, jump yeah, in yeah. there, Jack. Uh, actually, yeah, actually, there is some stuff that's new. Uh, for me, that is. Uh, Robert Groton is a close friend of mine who was one of the key assassination conspiracy people in the United States that put a book out recently on the 50th anniversary. It was a photo a photo book that he put out with some new photographs that had never been published anywhere in the world before that he got when he was on the committee that investigated the assassination in the 70s. And he showed me some photographs uh, that show the, what really happened to President Kennedy. They were, they were horrific. They are very gruesome to look at, but they're the actual photos that were suppressed by the committee and by the Warren Commission. He got a hold of them. I won't say how he got them, but he got them. And they show what really happened. The President Kennedy got hit from the front and the back, just like people have always thought. And so for me, that was new. I mean, new in the sense that I didn't already know that, but it was new from the photographic standpoint. Let me ask you, let me ask you a question about that for, real quick on that subject. Why do you think, why do you think when the assassination took place, why a government official and law enforcement had to manage the story? Were they afraid that the American people couldn't deal 
deal with the fact that their president had been assassinated? And how good it was? That's a good question. Uh, I just finished reading a new a book that came out recently called uh, it's called A Cruel and Shocking Act, and it's a very good book on the assassination. It was written by a guy from uh, it was a New York Times journalist. He's not a crazy conspiracy guy. He's a legitimate journalist. And he answered that question in his book. Uh, the reason why he thinks that the, the case was covered up in 1964 by the Warren Commission was because Earl Warren basically told other people, and he interviewed these people. A lot of them are still alive today. Uh, a lot of the lawyers are still alive that worked on the commission. And they told this guy in his book that Earl Warren said, you know, if we say there's a conspiracy here, which they think they thought there was one possibly, then we're going to have a nuclear war with Russia or Cuba, and we can't have that. So it's not worth it to open up that can of worms. So we're, you know, let's just say it was Oswald, and that's pretty much what they did. So they managed the news, something like uh, what they do today. They managed the news today to, to, to fit their fit their agenda. They did, they, um, they did not want to go. They did not want to go down the rabbit trail of conspiracy because they were afraid of where it was going to lead. They were afraid of where it was going to lead. Yes, that's an interesting ob- interesting observation. So they, they the the truth, in other words, the truth will not set you free. The truth will scare the bejesus out of you. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. That, that seems to be the case. <laughs> we're going to do this. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to keep chatting with author Jack Duffy and our good friend from thehill.com, Mr. Dan Perkins. We've got more coming up. It's a special hour for iHeartRadio and, of course, our affiliates about the Kennedy assassination. We've got more news and more insight coming up here on the big program back here in the moment. An incredible brand new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. If you want to get healthy, get lean, keep results for a lifetime, then you need to listen to the Healthy Lean Life podcast. You're going to be hearing from an expert nutritionist, Lisa, Jill, Rudy. Her real strategies will help you make small changes, uncomplicate the process, take the right steps to becoming your healthiest you. Go to HealthyLeanLife.com to listen today. HealthyLeanLife.com Let's talk about one of our great marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Want something awesome for your kids, teenagers, and pets? How about a giant long bed pillow in the shape of a ninja that they can wrestle and play with? Check out the new Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign called the Ninja Pillow. This product is a must for promoting active play, imagination, and just cool fun. Everyone needs a Ninja Pillow in their house. Visit NinjaPillow.com. And we'll spell it for you. N-I-N-J-A-P-I-L-L-O-W.com. Or search Kickstarter.com for Ninja Pillow. And that's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Order your Ninja Pillow today. Pledges start at just a dollar to support. And awesome Ninja Pillow rewards are available. It's Kickstarter.com. Search Ninja Pillow or go to ninjapillow.com and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. If you need some cash, listen up. Are you in a bind? Do you need some quick cash? 
Relax. Relax Loans can get you up to $1,000 fast. Visit RelaxLoans.com for quick and easy payday loan. Relax Loans accepts most applications, and you can use the cash for anything. So hurry up and relax with RelaxLoans.com. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Are you looking for an opportunity to earn money, real money, working from home? I want to tell you about a business where you can do just that. Earn $10,000 or more each month. This is an automated system. Customers call for information. You just have to plug into the system and return calls. It's that simple. This is not multi-level marketing. This is not a job either. This is a business opportunity with incredible income potential. This is the opportunity you have been looking for. And you can do it all from home. To learn more and start making money, call 551-233-8601. 551-233-8601. And now for our question of the week. Hi, this is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks, and it's time to take a 60-second break and make you a savvy car consumer. Today, let's reach into our car care for the clueless mailbag and answer our listener's question. Ashley from Sterling Heights, Michigan writes, I was checking out at the grocery store and my boyfriend said not to put my keys on the counter. He said it would ruin my car keys. I've never heard of this. Ashley, yes, and it happens every day. Not so much at the grocery store, but retail establishments that have magnetic security systems that deactivate the alarm attached to an expensive item. You've seen it. The clerk runs the purchased object across the counter to deactivate the security feature. Sometimes this electromagnetic device can deactivate the security components located inside your key. Lesson learned. Want to learn more about your vehicle? Visit me at carcarefortheclueless.com, making you a savvy car consumer. The Jeep Jaguar Radio Program is back on the network. Author Jack Duffy is with us today. Also the fantastic Dan Perkins from thehill.com. Talking about the Kennedy assassination today at 18 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us here on the world famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program. Now, I want to focus this segment, Jack, and, and I know Dan's got some questions for you on this as well. I want to focus this segment on with, with your book. Um, how would it, how would if Kennedy would have, uh, remained alive, all these, all these various factors kind of, kind of look into the crystal ball and kind of give us what what would the country look like today, and and also a, a opposed to uh, what would have happened back then, uh, and and kind of give us some facts and figures here, and then I'll let Dan jump in with some questions. Um, and we we wanted we're, I, I, I want to do that, but we we had a conversation to the break that I that we need to finish where we were at the okay. Time. Go ahead, jump in there. Go ahead and jump in there. And then we'll jump in there. Yes, go. What we were talking about is in writing. In, in separating facts from fiction. Yes. And, yes. And whether or not whether or not the American people could ex, uh, accept the reality of being told that there was in fact a conspiracy. And I, I said to our guest, I have a personal experience. When I was writing the first book of my trilogy, uh, I it's a, which as you know, Jim, is a story about a nuclear terrorist attack against the United States. Yes. I decided I needed to figure out where. In Iran, there would be a place for a nuclear facility. And so in my analytical brain, I said, well, I think it needs to have an airfield and a big lake. It needs water for nuclear. 
So I did a Google map, satellite map image from north to south and east to west in the entire country of Iran. And I found a town that has a large airstrip and a large body of water. When I went wow. back the second night, and every night since then, it disappeared. Holy smokes. And so I was saying to our guest, you know, I can understand that there are people that we should be concerned about who don't want us to know the truth. But I'm saying to myself, did I stumble across an Iranian nuclear site <laughs> in my analytical approach? <laughs> You're and, in your research. I've never been able to, I've never been on any computer. I have never been able to find it again. But the point is that there are people out there who are trying to manipulate and control information that uh, is not allowing us to get everything we need to know. And we were talking about this very same thing as it relates to the Kennedy assassination, that the Warren Commission, Earl Warren, didn't feel that the American people, as, as he said, could handle the, the idea that there's a possibility of a conspiracy here that might that it might involve the Cuban and or the Russian government. Yeah. And yeah. so um, we talked about that and, and, and here it is many, many years later, I'm writing about uh, nuclear terrorism and all of a sudden one of my sites disappears and, and never to be found again. <laughs> Holy smokes. I can only conclude that somebody in the government decided they didn't want me to see that ever again. Yes. But it shows the input of, of what the government's trying to do. And I believe that, that in your story, there are a lot of people, besides Earl Warren, who probably didn't want any of the real detail of the Kennedy assassination to ever come out. Yes. You believe that? True? I, I totally agree with that. Yes, I and, agree with that. And for the same reason, that they, they don't think that the American people can stand the truth? Yes, that's, cor that's correct. Uh, I think if the truth came out now, the country would be shocked. Uh, if it really did come out, he really killed the president. That's why I don't think it's going to come out anytime soon, if ever. But in your time machine, 2063, it comes out. Yeah, See, well, my book. Go ahead. I just want to ask you: Do you do you believe, as a as an author and a researcher, do you believe that maybe not in your lifetime, but at some point in time, the real story will surface? Well, they're supposed to release the rest of the documents that have been locked up since 1964 in about three or four years. Uh, these are CIA documents that are still being held back on the assassination. What that's going to show, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be a smoking gun. I don't think we're going to find out anything new. Uh, that's just my opinion. I'd be shocked if we did. Uh, I think the truth has been so buried uh, and so obfuscated by you know, destroying evidence, hiding evidence, that... I don't know if we're ever going to know the whole real story about what really happened, and that's what the sad part about all this is. Yeah. Let me, if I might ask you a question that, that, that I've been, it's been rolling around in my brain since we started this discussion. Your, your premise is that it's 2063, and, and, and we have a time machine that goes back and, and figures out what's going on. Right. If Kennedy, if, in your opinion, as a man who's researched him as a person, and probably as a politician and as president. If he had not been assassinated, one, do you think he would have been re-elected president? And how would the country be different than it is today? 
Uh, my personal opinion is that he would have been reelected overwhelmingly against Goldwater if he'd lived. Uh, that's part of the reason why he was killed, because the people that killed him knew that was going to happen if they didn't kill him. Number two, they knew that he was going to pull us out of South Vietnam, which he already had signed a document. I don't care whether it's a couple weeks before he was killed in Dallas, he'd signed a document saying he was going to start a gradual pullout of advisors and ground troops from South Vietnam starting in 1964. So if, that, if he did carry that out, which he said he was going to, then the military and the CIA who didn't want us to pull out of Vietnam had a good reason to get rid of him because what Johnson did right after Kennedy was killed, Johnson reversed that order within days of the assassination and said, now we're going to escalate into Vietnam. He did the exact opposite. Right. Right. So that's why this whole thing was set up by the CIA and, and along with the mob. The mob had a vested interest in getting rid of both Kennedys. They hated Bobby Kennedy because he was going after them as attorney general. Uh, the mob felt double-crossed because uh, – Joseph Kennedy, the president's father, had made a deal with Sam Giancana to carry the city of Chicago in the election for, for his son, JFK, and make sure JFK got elected, which that, that's what happened. Illinois went to JFK because the mob switched it. But that's been documented. The mob carried Chicago for JFK, and that's what swung the election. And then Bobby turns around and goes after the mob. And, you know, I'm not an expert on the mob, but I know that if you turn on the mob, they, they kill you sometimes when you double-cross. <laughs> yes, <them>. yes. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> so, so how would the country have been... Okay, so he, he would have taken us out of Vietnam. But what else? That's my opinion. What else would have changed under? Well, a, I think civil rights would have happened under Kennedy, just like it did under Johnson. Eventually, I think he would have passed a civil rights act, just like LBJ did. Aside from that, I, I don't know how much more different it would have been. I mean, the biggest difference, obviously, is the Vietnam War. That's a huge difference because we wouldn't have had 58,000 men killed in Vietnam if Kennedy lived. So that's that's the main difference I can think of. It would have you know, been a different scenario. But, but, let me, let me, I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm an author. You may not know that I'm also a registered advisor, and I manage money for people. And so analytics is very important to me. I also have a foundation that works with uh, wounded soldiers and, and veterans. Let me give you a statistic. Every 85 minutes, an American soldier commits suicide. If it continues at this rate, at the year 2020, more American soldiers will have committed suicide on American soil than died in the entire Vietnam War. Well, I'm sure that's correct. That's so, oh, I know it is, and 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 it, it, it is a. Uh, I'm fascinated. So I'm not. I, I I don't want to put words in your mouth. I just want to verify. Are you saying that you believe it was the CIA? And the military, who went after Kennedy because they believed he was going to issue an order to withdraw from Vietnam. I'm well, asking you specifically: Are you implicating okay. the Department of Defense? No, 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 I'm in not. This uh, no, no. My theory is, and it's really it's backed by a lot of hard evidence. We probably don't have enough time on this show to go into all this, but I'll go into it. There's, there's hard evidence that people connected with the CIA were connected to Oswald, and I'll go into more detail. But he, he was seen with people in the CIA before all this took place, number one. Number two, he was sent over to Russia by the CIA because documents just came out recently in a new book that proved that, that he was sent by our government over to spy on the Soviets pretending to be a defector. They had a false defector program. Oliver Stone talked about this in a documentary where we were sending a young men, uh, poor young men over to Russia in the early 60s to pretend that they wanted to be a communist because they pretend they hate the United States and Oswald was part of that program. That just came out recently. 
so Bobble was a spy, which he was over over from the CIA, and there's a connection right there with the CIA. In that book I just referenced to you, the author of that book found out that the CIA had destroyed documents on Oswald weeks before the assassination, and they destroyed more evidence right after the assassination, all about Oswald. So there's definitely a connection with the CIA. They can't they can't deny that anymore. Now what it was, we okay. don't know for sure. Now the mob obviously had an invested interest. I think they were involved in the assassination because Jack Ruby is connected to the mob. There's no doubt about that. He was definitely a mobster mm-hmm. working on the payroll. He goes and kills Oswald. That wasn't a coincidence. That wasn't an accident. That was a planned assassination to get rid of Lee Harvey Oswald because they knew if Oswald lived and went to trial, the whole thing was going to fall apart. They had to get rid of Oswald. That was part of the plot. So that's why the mob involved it because they helped kill Oswald. And they helped kill Kennedy, too, in my opinion. And also, the anti-Castro Cubans had to have been involved in it because Sylvia Odio, who was a key witness in this thing, she's still alive today in Dallas. She's testified in front of three committees, the Warren Commission, the House Committee, and another committee, all about She testified for Jim Garrison in his trial in New Orleans. She's told the same story for 50 years. She said that three men showed up at her apartment in late September 63 in Dallas. Two men were Cuban, the one was an American. Her sister backed her up on this. She took a polygraph and passed it. Uh, so I know, I believe she's telling the truth. She said that two Cubans showed up unannounced at her door that she had never met before. They introduced themselves to her, and they introduced the American as Leon, not Lee, but Leon Oswald. She got a good look at the character named Oswald, and she looked at his face, got a good look at all of them, and she said it was Lee Harvey Oswald that was with those men. These were anti-Kepro Cubans that were at her doorstep talking about Kip. One of them called her the next day and said, what do you think about Oswald? And he started talking about Oswald to her. And then he said, we ought to kill Kennedy, or Oswald said, we ought to kill Kennedy because he's a, you know, he's a, a lousy president, and, and the Cubans don't have any guts, that type of thing. So there's a definitely, that, that's the one key that proves a conspiracy, I think, more than anything else. The Sylvia Odeo story is the key to the whole thing. Because if she's telling the truth, that Oswald definitely mixed up with people who are planning on killing the president. Um, we are we are coming up on 52 years since the assassination. 52, 53 years since the assassination. And I I, I have to ask you this story, this question. Um, you you said earlier in the broadcast that that Warren didn't feel like the American people wanted to go where this this could have led, so they couldn't take him to that, whatever that right. was. Well, There's an exact quote in the war. And, go, go ahead. And so what, what happened was the, the, the commissions and the committees and everything else, these are my words, not your words, they basically misled or lied to the American people. That's right. Now, now here we are, 52 years later, the President of the United States lies to the American people on health care. If you, you like your plan, you can keep your plan. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Then he lied on the on the nuclear treaty with Iran when he said we'll have 24-7 surveillance on, all the, on everything, and now we find out it's not true. Why do Democrats and probably Republicans, why do public officials feel compelled to not tell the truth to the American people? a good question. I wish I could tell you the answer to it. I, I mean, I, I guess they think that they're doing us a favor by lying to us. I don't know. I mean, Nixon lied about Watergate. I mean, <laughs> you know, it goes all the way back. So. I, mean, I mean, I don't understand why people lie. That's a good question. I mean, they have ulterior motives, I guess. We're going to do this. We're, uh, we, we need to take a break. It's 31 minutes after the hour. When we come back, we're going to keep chatting, and we're going to try to pull Don Mazzella in here on Skype. We've got more coming up with author Jack Duffy and from thehill.com. Mr. Dan Perkins, we got more coming up.
an incredible brand new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. If you want to get healthy, get lean, keep results for a lifetime, then you need to listen to the Healthy Lean Life podcast. You're going to be hearing from an expert nutritionist, Lisa, Jill, Rudy. Her real strategies will help you make small changes, uncomplicate the process, take the right steps to becoming your healthiest you. Go to Healthy Lean Life. Dot com to listen today. HealthyLeanLife.com If you need some cash, listen up. Are you in a bind? Do you need some quick cash? Relax. Relax Loans can get you up to $1,000 fast. Visit RelaxLoans.com for quick and easy payday loan. Relax Loans accepts most applications and you can use the cash for anything. So hurry up and relax with RelaxLoans.com. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. You and your vehicle need to breathe. Hi, this is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks, and it's time to take a 60-second break and make you a savvy car consumer. Your vehicle has two very important filters that allow not only the engine to breathe, but help you breathe as well. Of course, the engine has an air filter. It's been there for decades. The engine air filter keeps harmful debris from entering the engine intake where the air is introduced into the combustion process. A couple of decades ago, engineers introduced a concept of a thinner air filter but designed for the passenger, the cabin air filter. This filter traps debris along with mold and mildew spores before the air enters the passenger compartment. Both elements need to be inspected every oil change and replaced when dirty. Both the engine and the consumer need to breathe clean air to work properly. Lesson learned. Want to learn more about your vehicle? Visit me at carcarefortheclueless.com, making you a savvy car consumer. It's Jiggy Jaguar. And I think we have Don Mazzella on the Skype. <laughs> I hope. Finally, finally, there finally. Are. There we are. We've got Don Mazzella with us today. We've also got Dan Perkins uh, from TheHill.com and Jack Duffy. And, of course, uh, let, let's give everybody a little bit of information and a little bit of history. If you've just joined us or, or you're joining us late, let's talk to you a little bit about uh, Jack Duffy. He has uh, 40 years of research on the JFK murder. Jack has interviewed many key witnesses and doctors who treated JFK. Mr. Duffy is one of the largest private book collections on the assassination. His thrilling new book, The Man from 2063, based on Jack's many years of research of the assassination, is basically, uh, Jack, your, your, your whole surmising is what if someone had a time machine, went back, stopped the assassination, and now uh, the president is doesn't get assassinated. Um, with that in mind, um, Don, I know that you've done a lot of research in the JFK situation. I know you've got some questions for Jack. I'm going to let you jump in there, and then I know Dan's got some stuff, and let's bat it around here, my friend. So go ahead and jump in there, Don. Well, for, for one thing, if, uh, for one thing, I, I would just love to uh, ask him, uh, I guess the main question is, we, we've had, you know, stories like that. What do you think would be the uh, main uh, change if JFK had not been assassinated? Well, like I said earlier, the biggest change would be the Vietnam War, in my opinion, because I don't think there would have been a Vietnam War had he lived. He was going to pull us out of there. He'd already signed a document. He had told Kenny O'Donnell and 
Dave Power because too close to the that he was going to start pulling all of our troops and ground forces out of South Vietnam in 1964. So they've even testified to that, uh, that he told them that. So that's what I think the biggest change would have been, and that's why he was killed, in my opinion. That was part of the reason why he was killed, because he was going to pull us out of Vietnam and the military-industrial complex, and the CIA didn't want that to happen. Uh, that's big business. You know, war is big business for the defense industry. They were scared that if we did that, then South Vietnam was going to go communist, the Laos would go communist, all that was going to be the domino effect. So Kennedy didn't see it that way because he, he, he knew a ground war was going to be hopeless winning a ground war, and it turned out it was hopeless because we didn't win it. Uh, we just lost a lot of men for nothing. So that's the biggest thing I think that would have been different. But I want to get back to the fascination about some of the hard evidence that points to a conspiracy to what we have now. Yes. Go, uh, Jim, what, well, go ahead. Here's the things that he, he wants to cover. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. About the, he wants to talk, wants to talk about the quotes yeah. of Earl Warren. Okay. He wants to talk about Oswald's marksmanship and then the right. autopsy document. Okay. Those are the three things. Uh, right. There was a quote from Earl Warren that uh, has been trying, they tried to spin it both ways. The people who believe there's one government and the conspiracy to we can try to interpret it either way. But Warren, according to the book, I already knew about the quote, but. Uh, Part of the quote of Anthony Summers' book called Not in Your Lifetime, uh, Warren was asked after the Warren Commission finished their investigation if the entire record of the Warren Commission would be made public someday to all Americans. And he told the media, not in your lifetime. Most of it will not be released in your lifetime. And they said, why not? He said, because there's a lot of things involving national security that probably will never be released. And that was an exact quote. Now, what did he mean by that? Who knows? But obviously he knew something that he didn't want the American people to know about in their lifetime. Do you believe there's Do you believe there's one or two uh, uh, gunmen? I think there had to be at least three gunmen, two from the rear and one on the grassy knoll or to the right front of the car. Uh, I don't think any. I don't think any of the gunmen were Oswald. I don't think Oswald fired any shots. I mean, we can get to that if you have time to do that. Why well, I believe that? We're well, you, back that up. You, you know, I was part of the NBC team that reconstructed the shooting. We went down uh, to a, a shooting range in uh, New Jersey, and for two months, part, uh, part of that team was reconstructing it. And even I could get off the three shots within the time span re required. Um, I mean, why, why do you think there has to be three? Well, because, number one, I don't think Oswald was that good of a shot. Uh, all of the Marines that they interviewed uh, that, worked, that saw him shoot in the Marine Corps said he was a horrible shot. They saw him shoot. Uh, he couldn't even hit stationary targets. They, they told the Warren Commission he could, he could not even hit, hit stationary targets, much less a moving target like Kennedy's limousine. Uh, Carlos Hathcock, who was the top Marine sniper in the world, he's dead now, but he was the top sniper period in the entire country. He tried to recreate at Quantico what Oswald did with the same kind of weapon, same distance, same height at a moving target. He could not even do it. He, he said he couldn't do it. So if he can't do it, what makes you think a guy like Oswald's going to do it? Yet I saw it. And I saw three marksmen do it uh, in my time at NBC. I saw three marksmen do it with the same gun. Were they shooting at a moving target? A moving target, yes. And don't forget, he shot Tippett, a moving target, and, and hit him square in the middle of the chest. That's the part... Uh, they didn't, they didn't use Oswald's weapon. They did not use the weapon that was found on the sixth floor. I guarantee you they didn't do that because only one person could ever fired that weapon, and that was Robert Frazier, and he couldn't do it with Oswald's weapon. Shooting over Gallic or Carcano doesn't mean the same thing as shooting the exact weapon that Oswald did. This was a horrible weapon. It was 
Well, the trigger was bad. The bolt was hard to operate. I don't know about the actual weapon, but they're saying it did the crime. So that's, that's a whole different story. Nobody's done that. You know, I've heard a great many uh, conspiracy people and part of the three, but can you? But what no one's ever done is put three people in the same room who did it. Who do you think are the other two gunmen, and where did they disappear to? Well, they, they, they probably got killed. That's what the mob does. They don't let their hitmen walk around and talk about something. They get rid of them. The CIA gets rid of people, too. Are you aware of all the people that died uh, very mysteriously? Or very, are you aware of the 75 plus or 100 people that died over like 10 years that were all related to this? And they didn't die of natural causes. Are you aware of that? I'm very much aware of that. Okay. You know what the odds are of studies in there? You know what the odds are of that happening according to mathematicians who studied this? Over a trillion to one that all these people died without any foul play being involved. That's not, that's not good odds. I wouldn't want to take those odds to Las Vegas. Well, um, if you look actuarially, um, if you look actuarially at the ages of all of those people, as someone has done about uh, 20 years ago, I'm trying to remember his name offhand, uh, it seems reasonable. I mean, most of the people we're talking about were, were not young people. They were in their 40s and 50s. Uh, and in some cases, the 60s that you're referring to. They didn't die natural causes either. I'm sorry? They all died violently, either suicide, homicide, or by accident. Not one of them died a natural death. Well, I beg to disagree, but we're talking about little things. But you're saying everybody died an accidental or non-natural death. Ruby died of cancer. I mean, uh, and he had a chance to to really I'm open not, up, not, but he I'm never not, did. I'm not, talking about, uh, I'm not talking about other witnesses. Yeah. I'm not talking about Ruby. Uh, well, I understand that. You're talking about some of the other people involved. Uh, I've just, over the years, uh, I've talked to a lot of these authors. I mean, the first one was Mark Lane, uh, who made a fortune off of this. And now we have, 50-odd years later, we're, we're still talking about um, I, I just question, can you put anybody in the room, I ask the simple question all the time, can you put any of the conspirators, the mob, uh, the China, the communists, anybody in the room together? Do you have a single documented case of people being together? Garrison tried it down. Can you put Oswald on the sixth floor with the Robin's hand? No, you can't. Nobody can. Prove to me that Oswald did it. Where's your proof? It's all circumstantial. There's no proof that he killed Kennedy. It's all circumstantial evidence. I'm a trial lawyer. I know what circumstantial evidence is. It's very weak. Well, I just feel strongly that that no one's ever come forward in all of these years, 50-odd years, and come up and said, it was definitely this person, and here's the proof. And we can have a conspiracy theories so uh, the cows come home, but there's no proof. That's what I'm. And Oswald, you know, you say he can't, he couldn't have shot. Other people have proven. I've even shot a rifle with, and and that's to me the main reason I I even talk about it is I've shot a, a similar rifle in that uh, time span. Didn't get close to the target, but I've seen other people do it. 
the gun that was used, and you'd say the, the marksman, the marine marksman. Yet, if you read the the uh, 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 the warrant report, that they tried it and they succeeded. Uh, that's where I I find the disconnect. Well, you're wrong. Robert Robert Frazier testified that he couldn't do it. He was the FBI's top expert, and he used Oswald's weapon. <laughs> he said he couldn't do it. He because he couldn't do it doesn't mean he's it couldn't top, be done when other people could top, do it. He's their, top, he's, their, he's their top marksman. He's the top FBI marksman. He used the actual Oswald rifle, and he couldn't do it. Well, um, I, again, I'll take your word that that's what he testified, but none of every marksman that I read in the in the Warren Commission report, and I still, have, by the way, have it in my cellar. Uh, they, they seem to say yes, it could be done, and, and they could not find any evidence of another shooter on the mall, behind, in front. Oh, oh, there's no evidence of a shooter on the grass, you know. Right, or wherever you want to put the shooter. Well, I mean, in, what about fifty-four? Uh, what about 54 eyewitnesses, many of whom I've interviewed, who were standing there who saw and heard a shot come from the grass field? So that's no evidence? Well, uh, pardon me. Pardon me. Witnesses are never reliable, and, and uh, it, uh, I think it's extremely suggestive. None of them came forward during the. None of them turned. If you look at the Zagruder uh, uh, film, none of them turned because the natural thing to do. When a shot is fired, is turned towards it. But if you look behind it, on the film, uh, none of them turned towards the shot. That's Why? what what always they stops. They were facing the fence when it happened. Did you interview these people? Have you ever interviewed any of them? I have. I've met them but, but what you read them years later after they've been inundated with the conspiracy oh, theater and say, "Oh, I'm there." Oh, and I thought I heard the shot. They're still, they're still alive. I've interviewed them. You haven't, apparently. No, I haven't. I, I interviewed uh, witnesses at the time of the shooting in Dallas. Well, I was part of the, uh, the NBC crew and went and talked to people who claimed that they were on the Knoll. Uh, we, we interviewed them on Saturday night. We were interviewed them on Sunday when Oswald was shot. We interviewed them uh, late into, uh, into Sunday. And then we took a plane to Washington for the funeral. And all of that film, and all of that film, and all of that interviews, and these were done by uh, John Chancellor and uh, uh, Russ Tornabin, um, uh, a very seasoned newspaper reporter, none of them said anything about a f shot fired on a gnaw. Okay. But years later, all of a sudden, everybody heard a shot. That's what always bothered me about it. Did you, did you interview Robert McClellan, Dr. Robert McClellan, or Dr. Charles Crenshaw, or any of the other doctors in doubt? Did you interview any of them? I have, I, uh, I, I don't have, I, I'm, I don't have my, uh, those notes in front of me. I don't even know if I still have them. All I remember is when, when we, no one was talking about a second shot. The police were doing an investigation. The police had cordoned off all of the people around it because originally they thought it came from the knoll. And they kept talking to people. Did you hear the shot? Did you hear the shot? No. Am I going to get to talk at all, or is this going to be just a one-sided debate? Because I need to talk, too, if I'm going to do this. Go go, go ahead. J jump in there, Jack. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I can't because he won't let me talk. 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Several, I've, I've talked to several of the doctors personally, and per, they're friends of mine personally that are here in Dallas. Uh, they were shown autopsy photos that were taken out of the autopsy that were suppressed of Kennedy's head wound. They looked at the, the pictures. They said that's exactly the way Kennedy's head looked in Parkland Hospital. I don't know if you've seen these photos, but the back of Kennedy's head is completely blown out by a bullet that came in from the right front. Now, if that isn't hard evidence, I don't know what is. Now, the doctors looked at Kennedy's head that were in Dallas. They saw his wound. Dr. Robert McClellan stood over Kennedy for 30 minutes to talk to Dr. Robert McClellan. He's a friend of mine. He's still alive. There's like four doctors still alive right now in Dallas. The rest of them are dead. But I've seen interviews with all of them. And every doctor in Dallas said that the shot that killed Kennedy came from the front, not from the rear. Now, how do you, how do you explain that when you have surgeons in Dallas saying that the shot that killed him came from the front? How do you explain that? There's no conspiracy. What's your explanation for that? I can't. I can't explain it. I can only go by the, the uh, autopsy report that uh, uh, is the official yeah. report, yeah. and uh, I haven't. Seen, I haven't seen the X-rays, so I, I can't argue with you. But these people say it's from the front. If you look at the Zagruder uh, uh, film, uh, it looks as if it came from the back. It looks exactly like I've, I've seen other people die when they got hit from the back. It uh, had snapped forward. It snapped back and then snapped forward. I don't know. All, all I can go by are experts. I haven't taken the time you have. I'm just. Uh, are you familiar with Bobby Hargis, the police officer riding to the left and rear of Kennedy's motorcade when he got hit? Are you familiar with him? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I apologize. Are you familiar with Officer Bobby Hargis? He was the Dallas police officer riding to the left and rear of Kennedy's limousine when he got shot in the head. Are you familiar with who he is? Obviously not, I guess. Well, no, uh, I'm not hearing you. I apologize, okay. Mr. Duffy. Well, well, but I'll, okay. I'll shut up. I'll shut up and let uh, Dan. Dan, Dan be, go ahead. Uh, Dan, go ahead and jump in there, my friend. We haven't heard from you in a while. Go ahead and jump in there, Dan. Well, I just wanted to, I took the first uh, segment or two and Don couldn't get in. Um, I, you know, having, having written, as, as we talked at the break, having written... Uh, fiction, but making fiction more real and, uh, and more devastating to the reader or entertaining to the reader by bringing in the reality. Uh, I, am, I am absolutely fascinated that 52, some, 52 years later, we can still have the kind of aggravated exchange that took place just a few moments ago between Don and your guest. And, and I think it, it, I, I think it, it's proof to me that there are people who have very strong opinions 52 years later, some based on fact and some based on their hearts. And I think that uh, I'll always go to the guy who did the research. Because the research is what helps us understand what the reality is. I do believe that there are government people, not just the, the, the Kennedy assassination, but in general, for many, many decades, there have been people in the government, elected and non-elected officials, who have basically been managing the news and managing the information that we're getting by not telling us the whole truth. They've been lying to us. And they've not been giving us all the information. And when we have to dig it out, a, a, a fact at a time, out of a hole in the ground, um, it, it creates even more 
uncertainty about the rest of the information that's been, been put forth. And it just seems to me that, that as we said, you weren't there, Don, but I said, you know, the people lied about this situation because they didn't believe that the people could handle it. And 53 years later, the president lies about health care, which you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, because they didn't want to tell the American public the truth because they didn't think they could handle it. Well, I, I think the American people are always much better off. Yes. With people who've done research like what you're talking about, sir, to help bring out as much factual detail as possible. I applaud you on your on your work and your and your tenacity and your commitment to a story for the better part of a lifetime. Um, I think it's a wonderful story. I think it's a fascinating story. I love the time machine aspect. I think it's yes. extremely creative. Yes. And I think you've done a wonderful job. I, I think I think the time machine aspect is what sells the book. Uh, Jack Duffy with us today. He's our guest on our panel today with Don Mazella and Dan Perkins. Uh, Don joining us on Skype today. Um, Don, do, do you have any uh, have any more questions for Jack Duffy? Well, we've uh, well we've got him on the phone. We've got about ten minutes left to go, and I kind of want to work everybody back in. So, so Don, do you have anything? Well, thank you. I, I, I want to say uh, uh, I appreciate what Dan said, but, but, but can you hear me? Yes. But I, I will say this, knowing the people and working with the people at NBC News uh, at that time, we were not under any government constraint. We were not a part of a, a grand conspiracy. We were not anything but but simple, hard-working newsmen and women trying to find the facts. And 52, yes, 52 years later, uh, we're arguing, we're sitting here arguing. But why is it not possible that it was that it was simply one lone gunman disaffected, as we just saw a couple of days ago with this uh, young man with the uh, five Marines? Who simply got lucky in terms of the shooting, and and uh, did a, a, a an act that uh, will make him historically uh, uh, famous, and and why can't we not say it's a simple fact? You, you, yeah, you can pile things on. People's memories tend to change as uh, as time goes on. Uh, Mr. Duffy has probably done, uh, uh, as he said, devoted most of his life to it. But but I strongly believe because again I was there. I know what was going on then with uh, uh, with how we were doing things, what we were trying to find out in the crazy, confusing moments uh, after a president was was shot. Well, and in the months afterwards, everybody tried to dig. Everybody, um, uh, we had gangsters in Chicago. We had uh, Cuban people. We had Russians. We had everybody. But in the, in the end, no one that right then and there could come up with uh, again a conspiracy. And I don't believe it's conspiracy of government or a conspiracy of. Uh, 
uh, a communist or, or the gang or anybody. Or, believe me, if the, the, the mob was so infiltrated at that time by the FBI that if, if the mob had been involved, they would have found it out. So uh, I'm sorry, it's a simple thing. And uh, Mr. Are Duffy? Are you aware of the Sam King? Okay, I'm finished. I'm sorry. Are you finished? Sam G. Are you aware that Sam G. the boss of Chicago, and Johnny Roselli, who was connected with the mob in Miami, were both murdered by the mob within weeks of being brought to Washington to testify about what they knew about the Kennedy assassination? They just happened to get murdered conveniently before they could get to be brought to Washington. Now, that's just a coincidence. Don't you imagine that was probably just, just a pure coincidence? They both got murdered by the mob? you think there might be something to that, or do you think it was just a coincidence? Sam Giacani did a lot of other stupid things that got him murdered. Uh, yeah, uh, he he did some stupid things murdered. that got him murdered. Okay. You think it was a Not the least of which was going with Dorothy McGuire and then spilling his secrets to her uh, in, in bed. Were you aware that they were being brought to Washington by the government? The government had subpoenaed and was in the process of bringing them to Washington. They just both happened to get murdered before they could be brought to Washington. That had nothing to do with the Kennedy case, right? It was just a coincidence, right? Is that your opinion? Oh, I heard That's a fact. They got murdered before they could be brought to Washington. That's a fact, okay? Uh, again, mainly because he spilled too many secrets to Dorothy McGuire. Uh, one of the McGuire's. I, I don't know if I'm talking or if I'm getting through, but you're right. He was murdered, it's, and the other mob murdered. Just another strange death, just another coincidence of somebody just got killed accidentally, you know. The mob just happened to kill him just for the heck of it. That's a big coincidence, right? Please, let me, because I know we're almost out of time. I just want to jump in and make one observation. Jump in there, Dan. Uh, um, Don made the comparison of the guy... The, the Muslim who shot the four Marines in Chattanooga. And I, I mean no disrespect to those four, four soldiers that were shot. But there's a hell of a lot of difference between four Marines shot by a Muslim in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and the President of the United States being assassinated by whoever. It carries a different weight, a different concern. And people will always ask questions when the news has been managed, when the media has, when the government is saying they're controlling the information by not being truthful to the American people, you will always then, forever after, we will have people like Mr. Duffy who are asking questions, who are researching, who are spending time to try and uncover the facts that the government is not going to give to the people. And I, I'm concerned that that's, that, that hasn't changed, that we still have... Dan, you, you don't understand the difference. Pardon me? Don, Don says you don't understand the difference. Don, but Dan, jump in there. the thing you don't, uh, you don't remember is that the competition between... I remember. Let me, let me... Uh, the competition between NBC and CBS then... Believe me, there was no conspiracy. It was a difference. They were fighting each other. We were fighting each other for every scrap of information about that. Yeah, if there had been a conspiracy, believe me, it would have come out then. 
my most vivid memory of the American television news media during that time, and I think the reporter's name was Frank Blair. He worked for ABC News, and he said on the air, will somebody get the damn story right? People were projecting and, and, and saying all kinds of stuff with no factual evidence to support it, and he finally said, get the story right. And we, we, are, we have been spending the last 53 years to try and get the story right. And Mr. Duffy, God bless you for spending the time and energy and I'm sure resources to try and get the story right. And maybe someday we will know the truth about the Kennedy assassination. Well, I'd just like to make one observation to my guest who doesn't believe in the conspiracy. He says there's not any real evidence of it. The Sylvia Odeo story that I just told you about is that has not been discredited by anybody. If that is a proof of a possible conspiracy, then, then nothing else is. I mean, even the even the House committee was concerned about that. They tried to hunt those men down, but she said she met they couldn't find them. They she passed the polygraph. Her sister backed her up, and she was in the apartment saw the men. So we know this story is not fabricated. You know, you can't you just can't dismiss that as a coincidence. And what is Lee Harvey Oswald doing with these two radical anti-Castro Cubans right before the assassination? How do you explain that if there's no no sinister implication there? There's no way to, there's no way an explanation for that. Right. I agree. Thank you so much for your time, your effort, and your energy and your commitment to a, a story that will be around for the rest of our lives. Yes. I enjoyed being on with you Yes. Today. I enjoyed the conversation with all three of us. Jack Duffy has been our guest today. Uh, Jack, before we let you go, how do we find you online, my friend? Uh, well, I have, a, my, I have my website for my law practice. It's jackduffyattorney.com, and I have a website for my book. It's themanfrom2063.com. Those are the two best ways. Okay. Dawn, how, how do we find you, my friend? Hopefully Dawn can hear me. <laughs> DonMazzella.com or SmallBusinessDigestMag.com. And, Dan, uh, your articles are available at the Hill. Did you hear me? Yes. Uh, are you hearing me? I got you. I got you, Don. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, my friend. Yeah, the articles at thehill.com under contributors, Dan Perkins. My book book website is danperkins.guru, and the foundation for the soldiers is Songs and Stories for Soldiers. Mr. Duffy, again, thank you for spending the time and educating yes. me today. Yes. I enjoyed it. I appreciate uh, it. Yes, I'd like to come Jack. back. I'd like to come back. Some, uh, can you hear me? Yes. I'd like to come back on the air and talk more about the real, all the evidence that points to a conspiracy because I just barely touched the surface here, and there's so much other stuff I wanted to talk about. We just don't have time. But to prove definitely, definitely, we will. We will have you back and do this again. And uh, gentlemen, I appreciate you being with us. And Don and Dan, we will talk to you next week. And Jack, I will be in touch on the on email, and we'll get you back on, and we'll do this again. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Donald Mazzella with us today. Of course, uh, Dan Perkins and the fantastic Jack Duffy. We're going to take a time out. (laughs) 